0: Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify
1: for Podcasters. We use it and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify
2: and everywhere else podcasts are heard.
0: You nailed that line, Kratty. Video podcasts are also available
1: on Spotify. AJ, what else? With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch.
0: That's true. And ever since we discovered Spotify for Podcasters, we've been connecting with fans more with polls and instant feedback. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. (laughs) <laughs> ft live
1: happy monday coming off a big wbc weekend too do you like the new title animation i do i'm trying to figure out what kratz's little dance move was with Frazier. It was like a hip thrust <laughs> i can't do it because i'm sitting down but what was that kratzy
2: we were talking about digging into the box and how you just you got to be in there and nobody wants to be in there against certain guys i can't that's it's not my it's not my best look i should have worn a tighter shirt
0: <laughs> but it plays well to the music. Yeah. It seems like he's dancing a little bit. Now we got Jonesy getting after it in the open animation, too, right? We got real footage. Did you like it? Yeah, it I mean, it, it it could be. That's a no. I mean,
3: was, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I like it, but it what just do you want? like this. I mean, that it could be subjective. What, what do
0: you want? And we'll place <laughs> it there for <laughs> you. <laughs>
3: you want, Nothing. like, one I, where you're I like. I like it. I'm just saying it could be subjective. Some people, but we're in foul territory, so who cares?
0: Exactly. Who cares is right. Um, <laughs> we care about last night and Team USA falling to Team Mexico. We're going to be all over that guest list today. Freddy Peralta of the Milwaukee Brewers is joining us. I think he's going to have a big year. He wanted to pitch in the, in the WBC, but he had some injuries last year, so they didn't let him. We'll ask him about that. Actually, his agency is Rep. 1, our first agent rep of the year coming on. Uh, CEO of, or COO of the agency, Chris Corris. Rowdy Telez from Team Mexico joining us. He knocked in a couple runs late and also Bat Boys Baseball is going to join us for that interview. Tell everyone what to do to get involved. If they're listening on Apple, go to YouTube. Subscribe, first of all. Subscribe. It's free. It's free. Free 99 subscribe. Yes.
1: Just Uh, hit the little button. All you got to do is there's a little button. You hit it and you don't have to pay. No. So just hit the little button, please.
0: How was the weekend for everyone? Uh, Jonesy, let's start with you since you're in the cooler place. Uh, We're in America. Jonesy's in Europe, so usually has a better story. How's how's it going out there?
3: Good. My son just turned nine, so he had a birthday weekend. Um, Had a friend sleep over, and then we took, I personally took five kids under 10 to, uh, to a basketball game, FC Barcelona basketball game, and we had two floor seats and two seats on the second row. It's kind of weird how they do it here, but it was like 800 bucks, so for a floor seat, no matter. We've uh, we got to know some people out here to play basketball. So it's good to support them, and it's good for them kids to see to see professional basketball, see professional sports. My kid loves basketball. So, uh, yeah, that was our weekend. And there was not too much crying, bickering, fighting. So uh, yeah, I think that was a success.
0: Yeah, you made it. You're here. So are you, Kratzy. You look good. Exactly. Do I? Yeah, yeah. You look like you got some rest this weekend. And you got I, another uh, jumper on. You got a Team
1: USA this time. <laughs> what
2: do you
0: like to wear? The losing team during yeah. a Monday. <laughs>
2: this is hey. I wore the ja- I wore the Japan jersey the other day. And yeah, won, true. So. Yeah, but they won.
0: Yeah, right. Why well, are you wearing Team USA after an embarrassing loss?
2: Because the boys need the boys need some some people behind them. I mean, there's a lot of people that are going to be negative about them, and they need boys behind them. Look, a, a loss is a loss, man.
0: Relax. Yeah, but two 100%. losses means you're out of the tournament. That's yeah, you the problem. Got,
1: you, here's the difference: you ain't got 162 games here. You got four games. You lose again. You know, oh Canada today. You know, maybe Colombia. You gotta will uh, okay. get into it. I know, but I'm just saying. Is it know.
0: okay though? If they lose two games,
1: no, they yeah, they're done. Are out. They're
0: Done. Yeah, yeah most but likely.
2: they Then yeah, I won't they, wear the USA jersey if they lose two games. But I'm trying to okay, rally the boys. Get some. Just get some. I know Jonesy probably threw away all his USA stuff, but... No, I got all I, of it. I keep all mine.
3: I got all of it. I got all, like, the... I threw, I gave, like, the shirts and, like, the undershirts and stuff like that, but the jerseys, the pants, I kept that just in case one day I just, you know, might want to put it back on.
2: Might want to wear some baseball pants to a basketball game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
3: Or just you know maybe turn them into some baseball pants shorts like the, the you know the modern the modern old I mean the old father back in the day yeah show the thighs you know, no, you know? the
1: old, the uh the college kids now wear like those short pants that yeah look like Napoleon the they have a last you know, they're like football pants they come above uh, the knee now with the yeah I call
3: hunter yeah, patch pants I, I go over the knee just I mean if you're gonna go high but just, I mean go over the knee you're looking like Napoleon going above it so so correct Cra- <laughs> I, mean, like, I never it. like that.
1: So here's something you guys don't know. So on Saturday, Scott was over at my house, shockingly. And, uh,
0: yeah, it looks amazing him, here, him by and the Emma, way, his Thank girlfriend you, Emma. and
1: their, and their dog Penelope came over to, to work. Right. So I'm like, Hey, why don't we go out on the boat? Scott scared to death of alligators. will not get out of the boat. will not get in the water nobody went in the death. water nobody went in the water well, you would not well, yeah you want to get in the water oh there's alligators in this water i ain't messing okay with
0: you. if two or three of you had jumped in i might have joined but might have joined you, you, so i have to go first well no but in like a lake full well, of alligators i wasn't either i was in my working pants <laughs> i was doing construction in here <laughs> do you want to swim in a lake with alligators either of you raise your hand would you want to swim in a lake with alligators besides aj am i am i off here not not out. want to, but like, come on, like,
2: you're not, I'm you're, you're you'll this,
0: be fine.
3: This this right here tells you no. Exactly.
1: I can't swim either. By the way, Scott can't swim. I'm not from here. You can't it's swim. No, no, anymore. no. We gotta we
3: gotta address. Where
0: are you this. from, you Scott? Can't swim. No, I mean, I can swim. I'm not like Michael Phelps out there, but I can. We could put a life coat on you. And around. And you float I'm around. not like, do- drop me in the water and I just sink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I can move around. It's just not great form. It's not my thing. I, I never really swam. We don't do that up north. We don't swim. It's cold.
1: No. It's what? not cold you, here. You better get used to it. You went to Miami. A lot I of swimming.
0: No, I didn't swim in Miami. Oh. Well, okay. Miami's all show. Nobody actually goes in the water.
1: <laughs>
0: That's a good point. That's a good point. Hey, I have a lot of WBC to get into game-wise. One thing before that, though, Jonesy, we were kicking this around before we started. A lot of people have asked me this. What's the pay system for the World Baseball Classic? I know guys get cash, and I think you get mm-hmm. it based on how well you do. Do you remember what that was like? And we'll probably ask Raddy Teles too. I believe um, it. I mean, it, it
3: wasn't much. It was, you know, in terms of what we did. I think you get paid more if you go over into the, the Asia trip after the season. Um, but I think it was like 13 grand the first time, and maybe 25 grand the second time, if I'm guessing. I think it was more uh, pride, everybody wants to do the pride factor over, over anything. So it, it wasn't really dude. about getting about getting paid.
1: Yeah, dude, come on, pay the guys, pay the men.
3: Like, yeah, is the
1: tournament not mm-hmm. making money? Oh, Oh,
0: fifty <laughs> thousand <What? laughs> every game. How can it not be so making what money? What am I missing here? Why? Why aren't MLB ain't gonna do nothing if they ain't making money? <laughs> True. My, hey, my hey, thing hey, is, hey. if you win, you should be getting paid for that. Yeah. Um.
1: That's like yeah, paid, mean, paid. That's Jonesy above got, my. Jonesy got paid in Memories. Jonesy got paid in memories.
3: I got a gold medal that just says, "Oh man, you played hard, son." <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, don't forget though, Jonesy can't quite go into it because he works for the MLB. So true. So he can't. He can't totally wipe his yeah. Feet but that's on not this.
0: his job, Kratsey. His job's not to yeah. hand out money for the WBC. I Maybe that could be his new
3: this. job. Yeah, <laughs> US, USA Baseball and MLB. Obviously, they have a great relationship. So I need to. Yeah, I need to delve into that. See what I can Asian, dig up.
2: The Asian tour. I went on the Asian tour in 2014. They pay. You get some cash.
3: Were you in, you in KC in 14, right? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't want to go because you guys swept us. So I was like real pissed. <laughs> I'm like, man, screw that. I ain't trying to go. I don't want to play them no on baseball. Go that with was fun. Thanks for You, you, you yeah. young guys Fowler, are funny. Fowler went.
1: Hey, you Fowler guys are young it. guys are funny because I went in 2002. So. <laughs> you look senior good Senior in high school. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I went in 2002. <laughs> Our team was sick, though. We had a good team. Did you get paid? Oh, dude, they hand you a stack of yen that's like this tall. It's, it's so, so. When rich. you check into your hotel in your room, there's a stack of like yen that was like this tall. That is, I took my, this is dad. stupid. I took my dad and he got yen. It's 2002, dude. There was no Twitter <laughs> and Instagram. He didn't have nothing. He barely had a cell phone. You know, okay. So y'all, y'all think y'all are joking, but this is funny. So we didn't, nobody wanted to pay to call home because we were over there for like 17 days. Nobody wanted to pay. So McDonald's, across the street from our hotel had, they called it the McBeebe phone and you got two minutes free to call anywhere in the world. So we'd go over there every morning and we call home and everybody was lined up once we found out. So we had like Eckstein, me, like, all these dudes lined up. Jimmy Rollins, like, lined up. Hey, Mom, I got two minutes. I'll, someone else is going to use it. I'll call you back in three minutes. You guys are ridiculous. Dude, so we'd have to hang. It'd be like, you have 10 seconds. you're we like, okay, I'll call you back in three minutes. Someone else is going to be their turn. Hang up. You got a stack of yen, and then you're doing oh, uh, hell McDonald's Hell yeah, so calls? I keep the stack of yen. Oh, my gosh. You ever seen a, <laughs> Mc, a free McDonald's phone call anywhere in the world? Exactly.
0: I cannot. That's I awesome. could not. All right, let's do WBC, okay? USA, they really got clobbered. I watched the whole damn game. That's why I'm, I mean, I'm not tired right now, but I will be eventually. Because what time did the game end last night, AJ? What what time uh, did
1: you go to bed? I went to bed after the second inning. But here's the (laughs) Before we even get into it, two things. First of all, you're tired because daylight savings time is stupid. Time to end it. Let's keep it on the time we're on now. Certain states have it right, so let's keep it. Second of all, MLB, Jonesy, you work for him. Can we not have USA play at 10 Eastern, please? It was like 5 in the morning, wherever you are, Jonesy. Barcelona. But, like, come on. You want this sport to grow in U.S., but you have them on at 10 p.m. Eastern. Nobody, except Scott Braun, apparently, is staying up till 10 o'clock or till 2 in the morning, four-hour game. Like, can we do better? We have to be better than 10 p.m. start. Dude, Fox, put it on Big Fox and then run the Puerto Rico-Venezuela game on fs1 or vice versa i don't care yeah put the usa game where people can watch it especially on a sunday when they have to go to work
3: only thing to that is just say i think that could work honestly i mean you can easily have them at six o'clock eastern five i mean i'm sorry six o'clock or six o'clock what uh, pacific nine o'clock eastern eight o'clock eastern and also what they what to me, what makes total sense, though, is that you have two turf fields, meaning all you got to do is rake the damn infield. I get it. Players want to hit batting practice on the field. We, these players don't really give a damn about how far they can hit it. You know what I mean? They can get ready in the cages. They obviously might want to get it get uh, stretching. That's what takes the longest is the beat. Everybody has to take batting practice on the field. So that's a lot. That's two extra hours. That's what makes the, you know, between a game starting at one and then all oh, well, this game has to start at seven. It should be able to work it could work in the way of a double header like I mean like just like a normal double header where you have an you know just in 30 minutes or an hour in between but the teams have to be on the field and have to loosen up because they're still in spring training so they still have to do the normal long tossing and all the eye wash of spring training because it is it if I had to give a, a guess but dude it's, it's just like you guys don't watch USC you guys don't watch anything with the West Coast because you're tired you sleep Nobody stand. I I I've seen San Diego State basketball games starting at eight thirty Pacific time. Like damn, nobody watches Hawaii, you know. So it's I I, oh, I, I, I
0: <laughs> yeah, sometimes you like, got I'm money sorry. on it. Probably
4: it's got. I do. You know, he's I do. Like,
0: sometimes Jonesy, you know why Hawaii is great? Because if you have a bad night, there's still Hawaii to try and double down, right? You're like, they score. I lost a few hundred score. bucks. Well, I'm gonna put a few hundred on Hawaii or the over, and then you know. You go, ah, eh, it was a nothing night. I'm good. But that's <laughs> if Boy, I to guess. That is. would be
3: what it is, man. crap <laughs> no it's, way you still see no
0: way you stayed up, right? To watch that. I mean,
2: I went no to bed. no chance. No chance. The kid have kids have off school today, and I had to take my son to the dentist. Terrible dentist scheduling, by the way, on an off on an off day of school. Nobody wants that. But no chance. I mean, they they gotta be better than that. They 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 got, I don't know. Whoever made those decisions thought zero amount about what was actually happening
0: imagine if it was an epic game too it wasn't okay it wasn't an epic 5, game If it's... you're a
1: Mexico fan
0: right no it was yeah. I'm saying like if, if imagine if it was you know 9-8 in the ninth yeah. crazy drama and it's 2.50 I mean the game actually started moving a little bit because it wasn't close like imagine it's 2.15 in the morning something crazy happens I mean you see it the next day but I mean I'm they grab
3: they grabbed the they grabbed the attention of the East Coast at the beginning, one first first couple innings, and then it was basically let's target all Mexico. And they did, It was a home if game if, for if, them if, too. If you, if you go on time wise and like location and you know the what they go on when when it comes to the marketing stuff and the the T V crap behind all the scenes. So Mexico City was live and I woke up and I watched the game and it was I played in I played against Mexico in Arizona, same thing in two thousand thirteen. It was out of the 52,000, it was 51,500 Mexican fans. And uh, I think only fans we had was our family and our
0: travel secretary. (laughs) That's about it. (laughs) That's how it was last night for the most part. I mean, it was Team USA
3: would would never have a home game unless, only tonight and tomorrow. That's the only home games feeling they'll have when they go to uh, Florida.
0: No. But didn't it feel like a home game when it was in L.A.?
3: When you guys were playing in L.A.? Only because we didn't play against we didn't play against Mexico. We played against Dominican in uh, Puerto Rico. So those are East Coast Spanish guys. So in San Diego, if we played Mexico, well, we would have got out. We got drowned out. But the Mexican fans had Team USA's back. They were like, "All right, we got y'all this time since y'all knocked us out." So that was the, that was our big our big push is having th- that much
0: fans in San Diego and California. So California. what happened? What happened in this game? What's the problem? Well, the pitching. Yeah, Nick Martinez. this is what we've been talking about Nick for a Nick Martinez
1: week. is a good pitcher, but he went out and got whacked, gave up a two-run homer. Joey, Joey Manessis. Manessis
0: did, they were going
1: MVP. Which was awesome. <laughs> First, I mean, listen, I, obviously I'm rooting for USA, being from USA, but, you know, they were going crazy. They put the sombrero on. Like, for Great Britain wins the uh, home run thing, when they put the crown and the purple cape on after the – The celebration. Thompson, the home run celebration. <laughs> but the Mexico with the sombrero and the whole deal – pretty awesome you know and, and and then it just pitching it was came down to pitching and then when Brady Singer came in kind of somewhat a game and then he gave up a bunch of runs and then and it was over I mean yes the USA has to hit but you got to hold somebody at some point you can't give up 11 runs and now they're into deep trouble with the run differential and the, the runs allowed we'll get into that but like man USA needs to let's go
0: can I stop you there Brady Singer was was off he didn't well, have yeah it. So, why is he still in the game and why is nobody warming up in the bullpen? Is it, oh, Can we get Mark DeRosa, DeRosa on and ask him? We will at some point, but I, I don't
1: know. I I'm mean, just curious. Jonesy what... played. So, I, I always kind of defer these questions to Jonesy, but Jonesy, yeah. like, or, or the, is the manager told, like, you have to pitch this guy today and he has to throw a certain amount of? Because that's what it's seen. And I think Rosenthal, Ken Rosenthal, our guy, kind of went back and forth a little bit for Smolt, with Smoltz. And Smoltz mm-hmm. obviously defended DeRosa, which is fine. But Rosenthal's like you got to have somebody up and ready. Plus Singer's not a bullpen guy; he's a starter, right? So it's a and completely it, different animal. So, like, does that happen, Jonesy, where the teams are told, especially USA? Now, the other teams, I don't think so. But USA seems like Derosa is like told you have to pitch this guy today, and he has to throw this many pitches, or you know, or else. I mean, all the American
3: guys are on leashes. That's that's number one. Um, I mean, I've seen Singer throw. If he doesn't start the inning, I mean, he's a starter, and. and you know, I don't know if he's on this, if he's going to start a throw him his, he has to throw his 50 pitches. This is maybe his start day. Um, the game is already, um, I wouldn't say out of hand, but the game they're up by a substantial amount at this point. Still get his pitches in because it's still spring training. We're down 7-1. to one. Do we have a chance to win? Yes, but no. Uh, I mean, I'm just thinking of, thinking, trying to think like a manager in a way, but they for sure have a pitch clock. Uh, but my biggest thing was. Daniel Bard threw thirty some pitches. He's a closer. He's not. A, if he's a starter, I get it. Get out and you got to, You still have to get your work in, but he's a closer through thirty some pitches. Like, and he's you got he's done for the next day, since and, and you know, so uh, that was my biggest thing is I I don't know whatever teams have told him, uh, but I remember Leland uh, being like. You know, being told he had this, and obviously Lina said, hey, fuck all this. Grab the suits <laughs> ain't doing all this, and I'll pitch out of the guys how the fuck I want to pitch the guys. <laughs> but obviously, you know, obviously it's a lot more structure uh, with it. So, you know, the guys are on pitch clocks, but, you know, I just think that when that game was start to get out of control, it's like, all right, we just leave them in. Let's not burn a pitcher and just leave them in, let them get his pitches, and get him, let him hopefully get us through two innings maybe.
2: He's saying that they
3: gave up on the game. I wouldn't say they gave up because he's still a damn good pitcher and he went and got outs, but it's no, it's no need to burn another
0: arm. I don't think True, that's true. I thought yeah. they were going to go bullpen game, but like they're inning. not allowed it was like to do that. Third inning,
3: it was fourth inning. It's still the fourth inning.
0: Yeah, it yeah. was early. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I thought Dero is going to look at this tournament and go, okay, my weakness is starting pitching so I'm going to go bullpen game and utilize my bullpen. But you can't really do that. You can't really do that with because the way they have restrictions And they have a
1: game tomorrow, so the guys, right. the guys aren't yes. ready for back-to-back. Like, you know, when we talked to Edwin Diaz, he's not allowed to pitch back-to-back. So, again, we don't know all the inner workings. That's why Jonesy kind of, as our insider in the WBC, yeah. having played in it a few times, knows more about what the teams have told DeRosa and Andy Pettit and these guys on what they can do and how they can use guys. And, listen, uh, it was just a bad night for USA. and. Scott, it's over. Yeah. The, only thing, the only good thing about the game for the USA, Scotty. Yeah. It's over. <laughs> yeah, and they get it's a quick,
0: it's a quick back to the well, ballpark. Night
1: at midnight again? Yeah, exactly. So you'll be up all
0: night again watching them. Well, you'll tell Canada. me all about it in the morning. Hey, Canada's got O'Neill from the Cardinals. They've got Freddie. I mean, pitching Dude, the, wise, the, they the could be in trouble. Twins.
1: I like the lefty, the second baseman, the prospect for the Twins, Julian. Uh, oh. Julian, Edouard yeah, that guy looks like he's going to be able to
0: rate. He's got a good eye, good yeah. bat-to-ball skills. Yeah, well, That's why their offense isn't a pushover. And that's the other problem I had with Team USA is, yeah, they put up five runs, but like some garbage runs at the end of the game. Their offense, I mean, again, it's it's two days, but they scored six runs against Great Britain. I thought they were going to score 60. Right. And then in this game, they didn't look that great, especially against the better pitching from Mexico. And Javier Assad was off the yeah. charts. His fastball velocity was way up from what it usually is and good for him. But if I'm Team USA, the Vets looked flat. I remember Bobby Witt comes late into the game and it had an extra base hit. I'm like, they need a little bit of that. Because right now, it's not about back of the baseball card. Some guys, as you know, can't get themselves going even at the start of the season, let alone basically the start of spring training. So I would maybe tweak things a little bit. I'm not saying you got to just like rehash the lineup.
1: Goldschmidt, Arnauto, Betts. I'll give some guys a day off. Maybe put Witt for McNeil.
0: Whip for Tim McNeil. Anderson played his yeah. ass off, so he, he don't need to be benched. I, I would go whip for McNeil for a game. Like, I would just get a couple Longo of the young spark plugs in there. I
1: mean, Ray Schwarber back, back in there.
0: Shorber back in there. back in Rio there. Muto if I, if the
3: right I had game. to say something, though, it would be that when you're playing international uh, like international play, you have to, like, adapt to the international style. It's kind of like I just rewatched that uh, the, the Redeem team. And how team, you know, team USA basketball just kept getting their asses kicked because they didn't they just thought that oh, we just bigger, better, stronger, we're just gonna beat y'all ass this way. That don't work like that in international play. You know, them they they play a completely different style. And, you know, even players in MLB that, you know, you see might not run this much or might not do this much, in international style, they all do it more. The Venezuelans that you don't see running and playing as aggressive, they gonna do it now. The Dominicans, they're gonna do it. The Puerto Ricans, they they play with a completely aggressive style. The Mexican team, and you have like Team USA just can't just sit there and be the Earl Weaver special. It ain't, it ain't the three run home run ain't just gonna come in this type of in this type of style because the international teams are trying to blow out their arms literally against Team USA. Aside, I'm telling you, his arms gonna be hurting today
5: <laughs> because he was,
3: I mean he's sitting at 95 with with a heavy sink, and that's not his that's not him normally, but on this stage that's gonna be him. So Team USA, they're going to have to understand that we have to be very dynamic. Mookie, Trout are some of the most dynamic baseball players. They have to get back to being that dynamic. Get on base, you got to go. Ain't they no hanging on, on, on. Yeah, yeah You got to get on base, true. But once you get on, you, you can't hang around because you see with Team Mexico, they're not hanging around. Britain, Canada game, there was so many stolen bases. Like, guys are, guys are making things happen, and that's how they do on international stage. So Team USA is going to have to understand that, too. It's like, yo. Know, we can. We are just athletic and fun loving. Do it. Be that way. Be dynamic. That's what got you paid. So be dynamic.
2: I love that. I, I I think nothing. No other example of that. How many times have you guys watched Ronald Acuna go first to home in a nine to one game for the Braves? And he did it last. And he did it last night in like the fourth inning. On I think Salvi got a got a it was his fourth hit. It was a second double to left center and Acuna scored from first, you know, there's, you know, there's a lot of times guys aren't running that hard in that situation. And he was getting it.
1: He was getting mm-hmm. it. It was just, you know, it was just to extend the lead. It wasn't even to put him up. Kratzy, who, who makes the uh, Venezuela jerseys, by the way, we got to find out because they apparently don't put buttons on them. Cause like every pitcher who was the guy for Venezuela, he came off the field and his shirt was undone and <laughs> Altuve's running his shirts coming undone. Did you see that the Cerrado Ke- 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 Uvada, yeah. the lefty that was throwing, oh, vases, yeah, he struck out somebody for the Dominican, and I mean his shirt looked like whole shirt ripped off. It was all it was all the way down here. I mean, oh it yeah, was it's was like... like your
2: your your jacket. Yeah, you know? I mean, it,
1: he's off the field, his shirt. He's like, ah, beating his chest. Like that's dude. That's the that's the thing. Like Jonesy said, USA doesn't do that. What
0: doesn't rip their shirts?
1: Off? No, well, no. Also, but they don't play like that. They're not used to playing. We're used to playing our politically correct, I, in, an, in lack of a better word, let's not make anybody mad, not show any emotion mm-hmm. type of baseball. Dude, you watch these awesome Venezuela, Puerto Rico, Venezuela, Dominican games. I mean, they're punching guys out. And they're screaming and yelling at the guy. and But then they go up and shake their hand like, hey, it's cool. Right? But that's how they play. And we don't do that as Americans. We play our normal baseball. Even in Mexico, dude, they're hitting homer. Manette. Joey Maness threw his bat like off the roof at Chase Field. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was yeah. awesome. And Joe he would never do
0: that like, during the season. No, Right, he, exactly. No. He's, no. he's pretty kind of not reserved as it is. As, mm-hmm. at, or at least when we've yeah. seen him last year, he popped off in the big leagues. But you didn't see any of that from him. So this was different. Also, you had Rosarenas, one of you in the text group last night showed. Rosarena like going for the Yeah, and Will spot. Smith gave him With that. With Will uh-uh. Smith, he's like Will Smith gave him, uh-uh. Will like screw you. You're <laughs> kicking our ass right now. No, that Which I like first that. was the bat
1: though. Oh, that was first at first bat. First at bat of the game. He walked up and went like this and Will Smith uh, put his uh... hands down and mm. then he tried again and Will Smith was like yeah. And just stood there like this and said he like nodded at him. Like Yachty I mean, and I Brandon Phillips. I kind of like that. I kind of like it too. I thought yeah. it was great. Me too. But at the same time, like you know, you watch the other games, they're 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 enemies, but they're like frenemies, right? They're because both teams are doing it. So yeah, nobody there's gets a offended. respect. There's nobody a nobody gets offended, level. which I'm all for. Like, show the emotion, get pissed, get happy. But there's a respect where both teams are doing it, and they're not doing it to show them up, they're doing it to get the fans excited. And and it's, it's awesome. It's it fun to
0: watch. So let's let's move so to the Miami portion of the WBC. Venezuela shutting down the Dominican Republic. And they held him to one run. And then they had a big day against Puerto Rico. Pablo Lopez pitching in familiar territory, too. I know he's on the Twins now. But four and two-thirds, one run in his uh, home digs of the past. Salvi with a three-run jack. Anthony Santander with a three-run homer. He had a big game. So Team Venezuela, Kratzy, you work every freaking day on this show. Who was talking about him? I said Team Venezuela, I think they were like plus 1,200 or something to win the tournament, and I was like, that? I'm not saying they're going to win. I was like, that is way too steep for them. I said those exact words. That is a good ball club. They look together. They've got a chip on their shoulder because they haven't played that well in the past in this tournament. They look like one of the teams to beat.
2: Absolutely, and they have a lot of experience in this tournament. I mean, I think Jonesy kind of hit on it. Like, how do you have to play when you play in these international games? And you have guys that – have have played a lot at premier positions in this tournament. and I think a lot of guys, Andres Jimenez has has really stepped up. Salvi, a guy that had an incredible game last night,'s got tons of experience and you saw what happened when he came out of the game not again not anything against Omar, but you know he had the flow going. he had Pablo Lopez in there dealing, but Salvi comes out and all of a sudden, Puerto Rico starts coming back, clawing back, and they had a they had a shot at tying the game. Shoot, they had first and third, nobody out in the eighth, and they didn't score. So, I I think I think the twelve hundred you're right is a little steep. I mean, I hope I hope you jumped in on that twelve hundred because it's probably going down <laughs> today if they if they're making new odds for you, Scotty. But I I think I think the biggest thing too, Santander is absolutely a force as a switch hitter in that
0: lineup right now. Oh man, you like that game? I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that what, was my favorite watched, game, I'll, right?
1: I'll, the, the Dominican-Venezuela game, the stand—it's like the when Chinese Taipei Jonesy was playing, right? The people are like—I love to see the people going crazy. Like even like U.S. Mexico, right? The USA fans, granted, they were getting killed sitting on their hands. The Mexican fans from the first pitch from the jump—they kept showing the guy in the like the lucha libre mask, right, with the cape <laughs> on. I mean, he's going crazy. Like, that's what it's supposed to be. That's what baseball, I, I feel like, needs more. Like, it's hard, mm-hmm. I know, on a daily basis. But you turned on the me- the Venezuela-Puerto Rico game it was 9-1. to one. The fans were still going crazy for Puerto Rico. And they were getting their asses kicked. They come back, and you're like, oh, they got a shot here because there's still energy. Whereas in America, we'd be like, oh, we're <laughs> down 9-1 to one, time to leave.
0: Screw it. Yeah, let yeah. me get home early. Well, that's the best part in my mind of the WBC. And we talked about this a little bit last week, Jonesy, is I mean, watch the games in Asia, too. I'll sit with someone who's not even a baseball fan, and I believe it was Chinese Taipei getting smacked around by Cuba, and that was going to be the end of their tournament. They knew at that point, mm-hmm. even though all the teams, and we'll get into that, too, were 2-2, were two and two, and it was kind of a messy tiebreaker scenario. They were doing the same chant like for four hours. And and the cheerleaders never stop. It looks like they're all gonna need hip replacements. The the male and female cheerleaders. <laughs> left, right, left, right. And they kept going back to them. They're all standing, they're all cheering. It's it's awesome. It's a it's a vibe in every ballpark for this. And I think that's what shows off the international game so well.
3: That's I mean, that that's the best part about it. And again, some people wanna say oh, it's annoying, you guys are losing, shut up. That's called pride. Simple as that. And they show extreme amount of pride. I remember we was we were beating Japan. I mean, Japan, us versus Japan was such a good game. It was, uh, I mean, the nonstop Japanese fans the entire game. Uh, it fed us, too. And then when we played Puerto Rico, we was just kicking their ass, uh, like 6 7 nothing. And their fans did not stop. And it just showed it's, it's just like, hey, it's like players. We know y'all down, and we got it. We can see. But. We're Here for y'all until until the game is over with. And once it's over, with, it's over with. But they there the entire time, and that's what you, that's as a as a player. If you see the person behind you in the stands that paid all that hard earned money just leaving, you like man, well man, screw you, man. But if you see him just sitting there like, hey, even eighth inning, like come on man, we got this. It, it it pumps you up, it juices you up, it gives you an extra extra gear. So I don't know. It, 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 I wish America did that, but I, I just know as soon as any game that America's down in, I, I, I know last night it was they were gone. I had friends at the game. It was like, yeah, it was about the fifth inning. All all Team USA, all two hundred of them, they left. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, I had a friend fly to the game, fly over to the game in Tokyo today. It was Korea and China, and she was texting my wife, and it was she's like, "This is so boring." She's like, "It's eighteen to two. It's the fourth inning. China's on their fifth pitcher. How do you guys sit through this?" And I was like, well, you picked the wrong game to go yeah, to. Yeah,
0: most games are not yeah. like
1: No, that. most games, especially over there, I'm like, stay for the next round. And when they play, uh, you know, Japan plays Cuba or Japan plays Ooh. Italy. Cuba plays uh, Korea, I think. Whoever, I forget who advanced. I don't know. The, uh, oh, Australia.
0: Australia advanced. To play Cuba, yeah. right? Cuba, and Netherlands. Italy.
1: No, Netherlands didn't advance. Netherlands Italy, plays, Italy plays Cuba, Japan. Italy. And Australia plays Cuba. Yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah. So right. stay Neither for those games if not. you want to see a good time.
0: Yes. Right. Agreed. By the way, the updated uh, the the futures. So it was it was nine hundred to a thousand range. Um so nine to one, ten to one ish for Team Venezuela Cratzi before the tournament started. Now they're at four to one. They're their third favorite to win the tournament, ahead of the DR actually, right now. So it's Japan one, USA two, Venezuela three, DR four, and then it's a big drop off. After that, hey, let's talk about the Dominican Republic team and that Miami um, pool right now with Freddie Peralta, pitcher of the Milwaukee Brewers, going to join us throughout the season on foul territory and joining us live right now. Freddie, how you doing? Great to talk to you. Have you been watching the World
6: Baseball Classic? I'm doing good, man. Yeah, I've been watching it, of course.
1: (laughs) Your thoughts? Why aren't you playing? (laughs) First
6: of all, why aren't you playing And
1: two do you miss not playing? Because you have to.
6: Oh man! I believe me. I it's it been so hard for me, like watching the games on the TV. Uh, but it is what it is. There's nothing that I can do. Just support the guys watching it, and and I enjoy it. Uh, uh, they should play in a little bit. They should start the game, and let's see what I can do for watch a little bit of the today game. Nice. How you
1: feeling though? No. Oh no! Go ahead, Jonesy. I no how you
3: feeling, big fella? After I mean, a uh, great twenty twenty one. You had some health issues in twenty twenty two. You're an athlete. Things happen. How you feeling now, though? Ready going for twenty twenty
6: three? Uh, you know, uh, I'm feeling great. Uh, you know, mo- most important for me, it was like how I'm gonna recover after after the the issues that I had last year, and it's been really good. I've been recovery well, and so I'm excited to see what's gonna happen in this uh, 2023 season and but most important to me like I said uh it's healthy and and I've been feeling great so far Freddie P ¿Cómo está? oh good man how about you good to see you
2: hey, ¿tú sabe? ¿tú sabe? ¿Qué es esto? Barba. what's up with the beard man with the what? your barba your beard
6: <laughs> <¿Qué> es <esto? laughs> He's growing, man. I'm getting old.
2: He's not no, 20, no. twenty-one anymore. No, you're always twenty-one in my heart.
6: <laughs> I'm twenty-six now, man. Growing, you know. I like how I look like that, so I have to keep it.
2: Does Does everybody like it? Total persona. ¿Soto persona? Uh, yes. Gusta?
6: Yes. Yeah, they like, and most of the guys like my hair. I cannot cut it because they get mad with me if I do something with my hair.
0: Wait, why your hair? So if if you color it, who doesn't want you to, to dye your hair? Look, look,
6: look! No, because they 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 know me because I always been, uh, I always have long hair since I was in the minors with the team and and one time in 2020 before Kobe I cut it and there's no one that were happy about it. They all get mad with me and you know I'm not gonna cut it again because I know what's gonna happen if I do it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hey, Freddie, you were known as uh, Fastball Freddie, right, when you first came up because you threw, like, 90% fastballs. Can we take that nickname away from you now? Because you're throwing a lot of sliders and curveballs and a bunch of junk now. He needs a you're nick- like a nickname. junk baller now. But what's the nickname?
0: <laughs> I don't know.
6: Hey, you know what? I, I like the nickname, but I knew that in some point it's going to change. It's going to happen. You know, this game is about adjustments. Uh, I don't know that. I know that more than everyone. It's about – it's about – Adjustment and I cannot stay with fastball all the time. And now I've been, you know, making some little, uh, little, gro- you know, adjustment And now I have the slider, the change of the cold ball, and all that. I had it before, but not as good as now. And, and you know, it's, I have to change. It's how it That's because nobody
1: could hit your fastball. So you just reared back and just threw it. Like nobody could hit it. You're like invisible. So and there's two versions. There were two versions. <laughs> I know, though. but nobody could hit it. I know. Now he's full menu. Yeah,
6: but
0: well,
3: you know
6: he does yeah, make adjustments,
1: menu,
0: man. Full
6: menu, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> you know how it is. Hey. He does make adjustments.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah you damn right. Hey, Freddie, my first, my, your first base coach, QB. That's my best friend. So he wanted to tell me. He said, uh, "Tell him you got to tell the story about how you made your major league debut on Mother's Day and how it's your mom's first time being able to see you play."
6: Really? He told you that, what I got? Yeah. I dig, man. So... It, it was awesome, man. Uh, like it's hard to believe it. So I remember that I was in Triple A. Uh, it was the like the first, uh, second month of the season, early, and my mom and dad they never see me before playing in the majors or even in the minors too. So I wanted to, I wanted them to be like in some point watching me playing. And my agent, uh, Jasser, he did a great job. He brought them like. A day before, I remember it was Friday. They arrived Friday, uh, at Colorado Springs, and I was I was supposed to pitch on Saturday uh, afternoon. So we were having lunch uh, in a in a restaurant, and I was excited to them to see me pitching uh, that night. And as soon as I get to the to the park, like uh, 3 3 p.m. I was there, you know, thinking about them because I knew that it's going to be the first time they're going to watch me playing. And, like, the game was supposed to be, like, a 6-10, something like that. And I was getting ready, like, 5-something. And I remember Sweetie, uh, the manager, came and he said, hey, man, uh, you're not going to pitch tonight. And I was worried about, like, I wasn't thinking about, about that I was probably going up or something. The team was in Colorado playing. So we were like an hour driving. Uh, and he said, you're going to pitch in the big leagues tomorrow. And I I couldn't believe it. It was crazy. Uh, you know, the more excited moment in my life. And I remember that I get to the stadium. There's some people waiting for me over there, like, how many tickets you need? And I was like, I couldn't believe it. They, they let my, my father get in there. Uh, next day, you know, I was in the clubhouse. I couldn't believe it. And then. Uh, we went to the hotel next day. It was a Mother's Day, and I even didn't know. I get into the clubhouse. I see everything, like, pink, all the jerseys and all that stuff. And I was like, please, Mother's Day? Oh, my God, this is crazy. And there's some of the guys that they let me wear some uh, cliques, like pink cliques and all that. And, and, and I remember it was crazy. I was so nervous before the the, the first pitch. And then everything started from there, like it was crazy for me. Uh, your mom have your it jersey? Was a more exciting moment and, you know, happy, happy about it.
3: You, your mom have your jersey? Did you give her your, your uh, jersey?
6: Yes. She wore wearing. wedding. I don't know how. Good question. I don't know how she find that. I don't know if somebody <laughs> gave it to her. <laughs> this is the, my sixth season and I haven't asked that. I got to ask her, like, how she get that. And I see my dad, too, wearing a jersey now that, that you mentioned that. <laughs> uh it came to my mind like how they wear Jersey if they didn't have a jersey of, of the Brewers. Yeah. So good question. Yeah.
2: Speaking of speaking of buying things, comprar KPR pier- K primero La Vaina para con- contrato para ti. What's the first thing you bought when you got your contract?
6: Uh, remember it was during uh after I signed my contract, then the the COVID came. So uh But the first thing that I bought it was a, a Range Rover SBR. It was a car. Hello, uh, That I because <laughs> I never had a car a car before. I had uh, just uh, you know renting and like that, and and I had a Camaro. And then I was like I deserve something, and I went to the to the to the dealer, and I got uh, that car for me because before I bought my, my mom house and all that, they were comfortable already. So I don't have to worry about all that stuff. And I have my, my own house too. So that's what I did with my, with my contract. Because before I did, before that, I had some, the important things I did it before the contract.
0: Hey, on the contract, cause we're actually going to talk to someone from your agency later, the COO, Chris Corus, He's joining us next. I remember, when you were signing the extension with the Brewers, which has a few years left, if they pick up the options, which they should, Um, what was the thought process like for you? Because right now it's extension season. That's what we call it, right? Corbin Carroll signed a deal. Hubert Ruiz signed a big deal with the Nationals. This happens every year around this time. And I think it was around this time for you a few years back. So what was the balance like for you between, holy shit, this is a lot of money, and I'm really good. (laughs) Should I wait and play it year to year?
6: No man. Uh, for me, since the moment that, that that they offered me the extension and they let me know that something was going on, going on, I knew that that I that it was that was the moment for me to you know to take care of my family uh, and all that because I came from a family, you know, I came from from the bottom. So it was a lot of money from me, and I was thinking just about my family. No, even not even to me, my family and and the future and all that and you know for me i just let them know you know they weren't happy about it the company wasn't happy about it but i was trying my best like hey please let me do this because i know that that you can do better for me but i'm just thinking about my future family future and all that right now i don't know what can happen to me and because we never know but right now people may think that it's it's a terrible contract but for me I feel comfortable with it, and I I only have uh, this season and the next one. So uh, forget to the stage uh, to the oceans and then we can see what what's gonna happen next. But for me, I was happy about it. I don't know they weren't comfortable with, but at the end of the day, uh, we we got a deal done.
1: Dude, forget that. As long as you're comfortable, like get your first one, get your first contract. You're young enough to where you're gonna get another one, right?
5: Yeah. Get your first yeah.
1: one. Now, every young player needs to listen to what you just said. Like, just because you're aging, and we're going to get to talk to Chris here in a little bit, but mm-hmm. the agent will say, yeah, we want you to get more. Yeah, but if, you know, they offer you a contract that sets you and your family up for life and you're still young, take it. Like, I, I, yeah. I mean, as long as you're comfortable with it as a, as yourself, right? So yeah. good on you for, for, for taking that and, 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 and getting your family set up for the rest of their life. So good, good for yeah. you.
6: And I understand the point of, of, of the agency because they, they know what they do and, you know, they knew uh, what I how I can, you know, uh, they knew what, what can happen next. And right now it looks like, like I said, uh, there's some other contracts uh, that they probably bigger than mine. And, but by that time I was happy about it and I feel good about it too. I'm comfortable and I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the game every day. Uh, and I feel good about it because I know what I did. I knew I did it because I wanted to do it.
3: Hey, I was told this a long time ago. Do not turn away your first fortune. So you're smart. You set yourself up. People don't understand that where you come from, where, you know, this This amount of money takes care of so many different things. So salute to you, brother. Hey, Question. Thanks. The Corbin Burns situation with arbitration, how is that? How has that been around the clubhouse? How has he been around the clubhouse? I know he's a professional, but it's still it's still annoying. So how has he been? And who's, who, who, who walks around and saying they're the best pitchers on the Brewers? Uh,
6: what, I can, uh, what I can say about it, uh, you know, he's a professional guy, like you say. Uh, everything is normal. Like he looks normal in the clubhouse. I know that he's going to do whatever he needs to do for for the team, for his career. At the end of the day, you know that's what we're looking for. Uh, have a, a great career, have win a World Series, and I know that he's gonna do his best for for that. And other than that, I don't think that that I don't know what happens in there. Uh, I haven't I haven't checked. I I don't, don't trying to look for it. And but I know what I, one point that I can say to you is that that guy is always like playing with the heart, competing out there, and he always try to do the best. Uh, he likes to keep the teammates like close to hand, and if we need something, so in some point, we just need to to get close to hand and ask him if we need to know something because that's what he does too. So he, if he needs to know something, he asks, and he's a great guy. I know that 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 little problem that happens, I don't know with the, with the <laughs> with that with him, uh, is not gonna affect us as a team. So I know that he's gonna do the best for the team. And, and we're here for that, you know, for, for play good, for have fun every day, and just enjoy the game and, and do, do our best all the time.
2: Freddy P, dos preguntas. Uh-huh. Okay?
6: Spanish and Spanish. Yeah. Wow, I'm you surprised. You know, man. I need to practice more, you know? <laughs>
2: You're my son, my son.
6: Yep. First
2: question, what is this Eddie Alvarez ¿Qué Pantinar, is it Pantinar? Patinar? Yeah, yeah, you're right. K K S S though. What what's up with the rollerblading with Eddie Alvarez? Did you like it? Ah, uh, yeah. You know what? You know,
6: you know House Counsel, man. Counsel is a great guy, a great, great manager, and he always likes to keep like, you know, the clubhouse like with the good vibes. So, so sometimes, you know, during during the spring meetings, he likes to brought like somebody he likes to he likes the players to meet or to pick somebody that we want to meet and and that guy i didn't know that i think most of the guys that did, didn't know have no idea that he uh how you say that in english patinar
2: rollerblading
6: okay that he does that and at some point he just say like hey we have a surprise for you guys and three two one he just can into the clubhouse he started doing all that around i was scared man i saw him like turning on those corners like crazy and i was god what's gonna happen here and we were having fun we all like loved that moment and he just told us like a little history about his life and and all that but it was funny man it was kind of fun i think i know that you were able to watch that uh on twitter or, or in social media and it was awesome moment. You know, it's, it's part of the spring's raining too. Like, have fun and me, the new guys.
2: Say, sí. Otra pregunta. Yep. Let's talk about the other pitchers, okay? We got Corbin Burns, Woody, yep. Freddie P, Hauser, and Tupapa. And who? Tupapa, yeah. Tupadre. <laughs>
5: He's the hey. funniest
2: guy
6: ever, man, that I... hey <laughs> okay you sabe. Hey, okay. who's the best? But talking about, like, who's the best as a what? As a teammate or what?
1: Who's the best the pitcher? Best.
6: The best pitcher, you sabe. Ah, uh, for me, man, it's, it's a hard question, brother. It's a hard question. Hopefully that you know, not put me in problem with this. <laughs> 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 so for me, man, for me, being honest, I cannot lie to you. Best for me, the best, uh, because I en- I enjoy watching him since we were in the minors. He's, he's big wood Woody. So Woodruff for me is I don't know. It's different. Like uh, I love I enjoy to watch him playing and pitching on the mound. He's he's a he's a different animal. He's hey, always best. say
1: yourself, Freddie. You always say yourself, dude. You always say
6: yourself. I don't. I don't want to say. That. I don't want to. I don't like. I don't like. So I know that I, I know what I can do and all that. But man, Birdie is
1: is. Hey, Birdie's awesome. got a Cy Young too. He's got a trophy that says he was the best. No, Bobby. no, no, no. He okay. might be a little bit like, hey, you wait a minute, I wait I don't a minute. Don't here. Be in problem. You see that
6: you're gonna be <laughs> in problem
1: with that question. That's why you say yourself. That's why you say me. I'm Freddie P. Full maybe yeah. yeah. <laughs> Freddy. Ah,
2: who are you most scared of to pitch against, though? Who Who are you? <laughs> no, scared.
6: Okay, wait, 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 wait. No, scared.
2: No, 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 no. I... You, if you have to pitch against Woody, you have to pitch oh. against Burnsy hitting. That's why I think Big Wu is going to hit a home run off you.
6: Yeah, yeah. That you, and I think that you all know that. You see what happens in twenty in twenty twenty eighteen uh, in the National League Championship against Kershaw. You see that, right? What happens? It's right. He hit a homer, man. And and in and, and look what kind of game. It was it was unbelievable. So we were talking about that the other day. It was crazy. And he's he has a nice swing. Great swing.
3: Hey, I was wondering, did, uh with Miley over there, have you sat in on any of his cow purchases? He sits over there on, on, on online and watches uh, all the, the, what they call them? When they try everybody purchasing cows, I don't even know what's the terminology. It's so foreign
1: to me. The what, so When you buy auction, it's like, right, right, like an well, auction. auction right? he's, he's on yeah, a he cattle goes. auction site yes. when he's chilling oh, in the clubhouse?
3: That's right. how you say it, yeah, he Crouchy, sits on the he, cattle he he cow, in in uh, a cattle auction site.
6: Quiero comprar,
2: comprar carne con, con Way Miley in al to store to store in al a, la, a la televisor.
3: No no quiero comprar comprar todo vacas es todo vacas <laughs> Okay comprole todo oh, vacas Conway
6: Miley Sí uh, we, like the question is if I have to go with him or what No but do you see him online like you
3: see him Oh you, you no I at, did, all, all, all the time, he's always on his phone
6: online on on auctioning for I cows. Did, oh, look at that! I didn't know that about him. But you know what? You don't I care about baseball because he always on me. He always like trying to get me with something. So always. So I gonna that's good. That's good for me that you told me that because I didn't know about that. Now I am gonna be on him trying to to check all that and make him mad with me because he always. Hey,
3: the make you some sacocho, I mean, twelve, and you can make your Oh,
6: how you do oh, yes that? You
3: it. I mean, I played <laughs> with Dominicans my whole life, man.
6: I know. <laughs> <laughs> nice, bro. Nice. No, it's <laughs> awesome, man. I, I, I'm for sure that I know that you've because 'cause you've been, uh, you had a Nelson Cruz as a teammate, right? And I team. Oh Vlady,
3: yeah, so. oh yeah. Had Vladi when I was so, young, so he. Come in every day, big old suitcase. Yeah, food. I know, for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, been good for friends sure, with Poppy, so, I heard some oh, history yeah. about it. We've all had really good Latin food. I know that.
6: Yeah. Awesome.
0: Hey, Freddie. so two things to finish. One, how is Crash's Spanish? Like, what's the grade for him? Because he, he says he's working on it because we're going to do a lot of interviews where he's going to do translating.
6: No, he's good, man. I, I, I can understand him. 100% and I know that he's going to do a great job because when I met him and like how many years ago? 4 or 5 4 Sick. years ago.
2: No, 4 years ago. 4 years ago.
6: Yeah, 4 years ago he was trying by that time. He was trying and I I could understand him. So I <laughs> so I bet you that if he's putting more emphasis on that, he's going to be better.
0: And and lastly, did we come up with a new nickname for you? Like I I agree. I don't think you should be It was cool to be Fastball Freddy, but Full menu, Freddy. Can we sell Kitchen him sink. That? <laughs> <laughs> Kitchen sink. Because it's like, Freddy. yo, now I've got, wh- what do you want it to be, Jonesy? Kitchen sink, Freddy. Kitchen oh, sink, Freddy. Dope. I'm just trying to do the alliteration where we get, the like, the F and the F. Fastball Freddy was cool. So can we get, really? like, another F there? Full menu, yeah. or you got anything else? Or you like that one?
1: No, I like that one. Because Let- now he's throwing curveballs, change right. sliders, right? That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like Freddy 2.0. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
6: let's see what. Let's see how it goes. So, for me, I have no problem with that because I understand the point. I get the point that there's no Fastball Freddy anymore. So, if the if the fans like, we can I, let's move from there. Let's take it.
0: I love it. Let's like make it. it a thing. Full it, yeah. menu Freddy. Hey, we're on every day, so we'll push it for you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we're starting the campaign. Sorry, sorry. We're starting the campaign. We're on live every Let, day, so we'll tell yeah, everyone. He's yeah, full menu Freddy now. Yeah. Don't call him Fastball Freddy. <laughs> Look at his secondary stuff.
6: I agree with you. Let's do it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, Freddie, this was awesome. It, we're excited to have you on throughout the season. Show off your vibrant personality. You're, you're fun as can be in this game. So thanks uh, thanks for joining us, and we look forward to the next one, all right?
1: Thank
6: you, guys. All right, have a good day.
1: You hey, too. Next time, next time, put your hair down, though. Put, put, pull the, <laughs> you want to see the laps. Yeah, I want to see the payload. Next time. Payload okay, next
6: so I'm going to do it for sure. Uh, okay.
0: okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have a good <laughs> one, Freddie. We'll see you soon. Uh, that was fun. Hey, we just started a new nickname for Fred. I like it. He bought into it. He's into
1: it. Dude, he was great.
0: He's He is and so I'm fun. I'm sorry.
1: You know what's funny is like, Kratz played with so many dang teams, Jonesy, that like every guy we bring on was like an ex teammate of Kratz.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? Like they were like, oh, I played with you when I was 20. Kratz, you were 47, but I was 20. <laughs> <at the time." laughs> I was always old. I was always old. Every team I played on, I was old. I was
2: drafted. I was, you know, you come in with all the high school kids, you're a college kid, you're old. <laughs> Go to rookie ball three times. Yeah, you're definitely old. You know, I was I was always the old guy. It was, yeah. I played on Team USA in 2010. I was the old guy. Then they brought me back in 19 and then brought me back again 420, but we ended up getting canceled for COVID. Old guy.
0: <laughs> what about now?
2: No, I'm the young guy. We got Viejo right up there. We all, all color me gray
0: next to you in the seat. <laughs> Talking about his 2002, what was that? Uh, Japan tour, Japan baby. Japan tour. You guys are Man. like, yeah, I won a few years ago. He's like, oh, me too, 2002. Yeah,
7: 20, <laughs> 21 years I graduated
0: ago. college in 2002, AJ. You are so old. <laughs> That's fine. Jonesy's way younger than both of you. Jonesy, what yeah. are you? 37. Thirty-seven. I oh, got ten years. Yeah, early. yeah, baby. I'm still. I got the. I got the title right now. Thirty-four. You look yeah. the youngest. Thank you. <laughs> Skincare, which is going to be ruined by the sun now. Hey, next guest coming in, and uh, we just heard from his client, who's awesome, Chris Corris, COO of Rep One Sports Agency. There he is. What What are you already? Dude, he's got the for? wrong
1: White Sox jersey up there. Right?
0: No, he doesn't. He's yeah, he does. one of their
1: guys. <laughs> He's going to have a Pruszynski jersey, White Sox. <laughs> well, they don't my I agent. One they one they don't rep I know, but still, why not? If he's doing our show, he could, you know, fake it for a little bit.
7: <laughs> Chris, how <laughs> you <talking> doing? Like, hey, <laughs> AJ, you send me one, and I, I, will, I will sport it the next time I'm on if I get the chance to do that.
1: <laughs> Perfect. Although I do, I've do, i met Eloy a bunch, and he's actually a great dude.
0: He's going to be on at yeah. some point this year. We'll have him on, too. We just had Freddie on, so, Chris, let's actually just start there. It's our first you know, agent rep coming on here onto the show. What are some of your guys like, I mean, for Freddie, for example, I mean, he's great in interviews in Milwaukee, but putting him on more of a national or even international stage on a show like this and, and showing everyone what Freddie's like, freaking awesome.
7: Pretty good. Right. First off, full menu, Freddie, that ain't bad. Um, Scott, I'm, I'm on board with it. If that's what you're going to go with. Uh, so, yes. so we'll start there, but yeah, I mean, you, you've, you've seen the personality up close to personal. It, he's as good as it gets. Um, you know, probably the best smile in baseball, I guess, arguably. Uh, what you see is what you get. He's just a joy to be around. And I was, I was just watching him on here, and it, it uh, drew me back to, to Denver and, and seeing him come in uh, when he was named an All Star and being with his family. And that, that first look that I got with him, just the sheer joy in his eye to, to, for us to see each other and have that first interaction. It's, it's just what you get. He's a passionate guy. Uh he's a family man, young family man, and, and I'm I'm so excited to continue to watch him progress as a pitcher. Um if he can stay healthy and when he's on, he's as good as he gets in baseball. Hey
3: Chris, how you doing, Adam Jones? Nice to meet you, brother. Um, you as well. Thanks. Question. How many guys do you have in a WBC? And is it work as an agent side working with uh the insurance factor? Obviously a lot of guys on Team USA can't we're not able to perform with Team USA because of insurance and other reasons. Is there, have you seen that with the Latin clients opposed to the American clients in the WBC with terms of the insurance and, you know, or the real commitment deep down, honestly?
7: Yeah. So, so we are fortunate enough to have, uh, we're up to 23 players now in the WBC across eight different countries. Um, and I think that's a, a good data point for us to be very proud of, uh, you know, as, as baseball becomes more of a, an international game, um, you know, our firm is certainly proud to be at the forefront or right near it in terms of international representation. Um, you know, Freddie is, a, is probably a pretty good example of a guy that really wanted to play um, in the WBC, but because of team restrictions, which we all completely understand he had some injury concerns last year you know, they're, they're a team that relies on their rotation for success, and he's certainly a, a huge part of that. Um, y- y- even though the guys want to be there, uh, sometimes business has to take a priority. Um, but I think what we see overall right now, I, I, I took a look at it yesterday, seven of the 10 um, MLB top 100 players are participating. I think it was 40 of the top 100, and I'm sure that number would be significantly higher if not for certain business restrictions but uh, in terms of participation and and the want uh, to be there, uh, there there's no doubt that um, every player that has an opportunity and privilege to don their flag and play for their country um, and, and we've seen it with our guys certainly wants to be there
0: and congrats on that and I'm sure you guys are super busy right now so we appreciate the time what do you think Your agency and just the game itself should take out of watching the World Baseball Classic. I mean, I think we talked about this a lot the last few days. The crowd, the intensity of a tournament like this on an international stage is special. And these guys sometimes are making fun of the American crowd. You know, on a June 10th game with two crappy teams, they're like, "Up, it's 10-2. I'm leaving in the fifth inning." And you know, you watch a game. in Asia and it's like 18 this morning and they're freaking out the entire time. So what, what do you think uh, the game should take out of what we're seeing in WBC ball?
7: Yeah. Well, I mean, first off, I woke up this morning and I was thinking, God, what's a, what's the worst tragedy. What happened last night in the USA game or top Gun not winning best picture at the Academy Awards. Um, I, <laughs> that, that was, that was,
1: wait, what one, wait, hold on. What won? Cause I, it,
7: it was uh, everything everywhere. All at once. Like, oh, okay. uh, I'm not sure if any of us have seen that uh, seen that flick, but um, man, Top Gun was good, and I, I really, really was pulling for for Cruz and that whole uh, that whole crew there. Um, but yeah, I, I think you know, I think one one thing. I think you guys touched upon it just just briefly before. Um, let's take a step back and be realistic about that that energy and that passion and that uh, that electricity that we see in these games, being able to convert to, uh, across a full 162. Um, it's just not going to happen. Uh, and that's okay. But I think what we can take from it is, is a couple of things, you know, when, when major league baseball, I'm sure is thinking about adding viewers, um, to, uh, to, to their list. It's really just not about viewership. It's about converting those viewers into fans, um, and loyal fans at that. So when you watch a product like this and, and the electricity comes out on the TV, it provides a better product. And I think if you're a casual fan tuning in at any point in the season, you want to watch meaningful baseball. And, you know, on Saturday, you could watch Mike Trout, Mookie Betts, you know, one of our guys, Raphael Devers, a bunch of superstars play meaningful baseball in March. And, and unfortunately, um, the lack of parity with some of the teams right now in Major League Baseball, you know, that, that casual fan, that new fan that tunes in and you want to convert to that loyal, um, that loyal follower, that loyal fan of the game. In certain markets, you're not going to find that. So I I think we need to make sure that baseball continues to progress in terms of the parity that we see on the field on a consistent basis. And and we want a lot more meaningful baseball being played later on in the season so that when that that casual fan tunes in um, and, and catches a game, they're going to be hooked or they're going to be intrigued or they're going to want to come back. And, and that, to me, is the main thing that I've taken from the product that we're seeing in the WBC. Again, being realistic, that you know we're not going to see it across 162, but that the more meaningful baseball being played throughout the season is just going to create more loyal fandom, and that's what we want. That's what, that's that's how the game progresses. That's how it gets better and bigger and, and uh, more a part of of uh, the the ecosphere that, that we exist in.
3: Obviously, the new rules are going to take effect, and uh, they, they you know, have taken effect. Have you, how have you approached your clients, especially the ones that aren't on long-term deals? Once you're on a long-term deal, play the game, play out your, your deal. But how have you approached the, the younger players and how to play the game a certain way nowadays? Because obviously if you allow triples, but you're an aggressive center fielder or do certain things that make you an aggressive player, you can be discredited by the sabermetrics metrics or by, you know, because everything is about, numbers and how they read them and i think agents are the best scouts obviously um how how are you scouting that and telling your players like you might have to make adjustments to doing this doing that Pitchers be quicker like because there's a lot of adjustments that have to be made and especially on the agent side too
7: yeah i'm 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 simply staying out of their way i I mean if i yeah if i if i knew if i knew what what to to provide them in that capacity um, you know, I'd, I'd probably be in the dugout or in the front office. Um, but, but uh, you know, joking aside, I, I think what we've seen in terms of the arbitration process and the transparency that's starting to come with it because players are speaking out, it's probably a good thing. Um, that's probably that's where I would start. You know, we, we have to, as an agency, educate our players every step of the way in what that process brings, um, how their their talent and how their performance is analyzed, and how they can position themselves certainly to earn more money through that process. Um, You know, one of the things that I think is great for baseball that we're seeing is a lot more early extensions, um, bigger money sooner. And we certainly saw that with Corbin Carroll over the weekend. Um, So in terms of our job and our place, you know, in the sport, specifically in our players lives when it comes to their performance, I think we just need to continue to arm them with, with the tools and the ammunition to understand how the game is analyzed from a business perspective and then just stay out of their way. Um, let them get on the field, let them play, let them be themselves, let them do what got them there with maybe a few adjustments that they, uh, make as, uh, as, as they continue to progress their understanding of what the business of baseball is.
2: You're talking about money. This is Eric Kratz. Nice to meet you. Hey, Eric. Thanks for coming on. Nice to meet you. Uh, I love Freddie P, by the way, so I'm glad somebody awesome has signed him. But what I really (laughs) want to get into, because my career was just about minor league camp invites and you know what all that entailed. I want to know you're in the take us into the room because we know what the end number looks like. What does the end number look like for Devers contract? What is that in-the-room time to get to that? Because I'm always like, if this is what they end up getting. Where is that? You know, did you come and say I want six hundred million for my guy because he's worth it in this electric market of Boston? And you just got rid of Xander, so let's go. Like, did you did you ask for a blank check? Because you could have for your guy there. But take us into that into that situation.
7: Yeah, first off, your your chemistry with Freddie P was was off the charts, and you know I, I oh, talked nice. to Scott about the uh the, maybe the, the latin version of this show early on I, I think we found our host already scott like eric <laughs> eric nailed it that was really good <laughs> um but it, 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 addressing your question uh you know first off we we have a really good team behind us and that was led in this negotiation by rafs uh, lead agent nelson montes de oca and and no we're not going to come in with something unrealistic. Um, you know, we, we have a lot of clients we are gonna have to deal with the Boston Red Sox uh, for a very long time and, and make sure that our relationship stays firm with them and continues to improve with, with every passing negotiation. And that's, that's really what was done here. Um, you know, I, I can't necessarily provide too many details of the back and forth, but you know, it's a process that starts very early on and it does start through arbitration. And some of those casual discussions do happen very early on in the player's career, and we really just go back to the education for us of, of, of guiding the player, advising them on what, what the market means, um, you know, showing them projections, uh, comparables in, in, into what type of player they, they could grow to be and what that could mean from a dollar sign perspective. And then in, in terms of the specific negotiation with Raf, um, yeah, I think things really heated up about a year ago. I think Boston got really serious understanding that this was going to be a centerpiece of their future, the star of that team. You know, we, we all saw what transpired with, with Mookie and with Xander. And not to say that Boston had any design of letting Xander go, but I, I do think that they recognized uh, in its fullest capacity about a year prior to the deal being done that Raph was going to be their guide. And, and for us as an agency, on the other side of it, you know, a lot of people would say, well, why didn't you just bring him out to, to free agency, um, you know, maximize the market? But our job is really to, to maximize the market in a way that's consistent with the priorities of the player. And sometimes the priority of the player um, is to stay with that team, that team that brought him through, uh, that team that he's been with, that team that he's won with. And that was certainly the case for Raff. Uh, Raff made it an absolute priority to stay in a Boston Red Sox uniform the rest of his career, and and we were really hopeful that we could get there. Um, and it turns out that that we could in a way that we believe did maximize the outcome. And again, in a way that I think will endear Raff to the to the fans of Boston. You know, hopefully one day his his jersey is retired up there in the rafters, and I think that would be really meaningful to him. So. The process was, was uh, it wasn't easy, you know, like these discussions, they're, they're pretty challenging. You got all the smart guys on their side in, uh, in Boston, but our team pulled together and just grateful that Raf had the full trust in us to take it all the way through and to push as hard as we did to get the result we did.
1: So Chris, you're, you're talking about jerseys and, and Raphael Devers. Well, you have uh, Quijada, right? Is it a client of yours at Rep 1? Pitches for Venezuela? I-
7: yeah, so I, I I think you're going to reference the, uh, the the jersey untangling
1: correct Yes can we can we get him a deal like for a jersey that'll stay you know button please It was pretty how, cool. How cool I mean he went Hulk Hogan how ripping cool his jersey that?
7: off Yeah how cool is that And by the way like how, how great is it to be around the game of baseball right now I mean I think the momentum that we're seeing with the offseason and and I think it's now 3.7 billion spent on players in the offseason eclipsing the previous 3.1 record you know, To go from that to the positive rule changes and, and all that positive momentum that's coming uh, from spring training to go into the WBC and to see a, a different brand of baseball where a guy like Jose is pitching with more passion than I think we've probably ever seen on the mound. Um, you know, I, I don't know who the pitcher from Italy was the other day, but that was something similar where uh, you just saw it on their sleeve, man. It was so cool to see um so yeah i don't i don't know if that answers your question but I, I just think it's it's been an amazing couple of days and we got 12 days left you know 12 days left of this thing i think it's 12 days um and we're gonna see a hell of a lot more than that as the tournament goes on
1: It's it's been great so it's been great for the game great to see but chris you're from toronto correct you're, you're i am from, so now you live in venice beach
7: So, my wife and I just moved, we moved down to Newport Beach, Venice. Oh, sorry. Yeah, we got to keep
1: keep getting those big contracts, right? Now you went from Venice to Newport. You're (laughs) you're bad. You're moving to a nicer
7: and nicer spot every time. Next thing you know,
1: you'll be like on Catalina. But uh, so, (laughs) so here, so my question is you talked about the movies in Top Gun, right? You have a dog, and his dog's name is Harrison Ford?
7: It is, yeah.
1: And what what kind of dog?
7: He's a Rottweiler.
1: Okay, perfect. Now, Mm. so did you go Harrison Ford because of Star Wars? Indiana Jones, like what, you know, what was your, what was the movie that made you say my dog is going to be Harrison Ford?
7: Yeah. So, so truthfully, I'm, I'm, I'm both a sports nut and a movie nut. Um, probably revealed myself off the top there with, with the Academy Awards whining that I just did. Um, but we, we've got a dog back home or, or he's now actually he moved back. He moved down here with my sister. Um, but we've had him for about eight years and he's a Husky named Chewbacca. Um, which tells you, you know, I'm I, again, I'm, I'm kind of a movie nerd. Um, so we went with Harrison Ford, Chewbacca, Harrison Ford, the whole Star Wars thing. So it was it was a Star Wars themed decision to name our 130 pound mean looking Rottweiler, but man, is he soft. Um, Harrison Ford, I like that. I,
3: I want to ask some just broaden uh, another broad question of you know, not all our followers, listeners are you know i solely care about trout hitting a home run. Some people want to care about getting them a contract. How does one become an agent? What's the, what's the, you know, the, the, the formula to become an agent, I should say. Yeah. I mean, hiring kids.
7: Yeah. I, you know, I can, I can only speak from my own experience and then maybe shed some light on how we look at bringing people into our, into the fold of our agency. Um, you know, my, my path was Toronto down to California, I was actually doing a joint JDMFA, um, which is a, a, a law degree and a, and a master's in film. I mean, I truthfully wanted to be, um, you know, someone that worked in television and, and film. And the only thing that was gonna pull me away from it was, was a track in sports. Um, you know, if I'm not working in sports, I'm talking about sports 24 seven, you probably see on my wall back here, I have a Formula One hat, um, a whole bunch of other stuff. I mean, I, I follow everything. So when I got out of law school, um, I had an opportunity to work with a a legendary guy in the business name, Lee Steinberg. Um, So Lee Lee got me my start and it was just kind of happenstance. Um, I knew someone that knew someone that was running a shop and I I came out of law school and got a PhD in this business from one of the best to ever do it. Um, So that's my experience, you know, and then things progressed and been very fortunate to work with the guys at Rep One now for the past eight years. You know their their uh, their football practice has been doing it the right way for God the better part of twenty years now. Um, you know a, a quarterback heavy group that has had amazing success um, throughout the years. Ben Roethlisberger, Jared Goff, you know just to name a few. So I got to learn a lot from them from an agent perspective and continue to grow our baseball platform off of the success that they had. So that that was my path. Uh, In terms of what I look for now, you know, I think definitely uh, a background in baseball. Um, You know, we just brought a young man on who was um, an international scout for the Blue Jays for a long time. So that type of experience is certainly invaluable. You can't beat it. Um, You don't necessarily have to have a law degree. You don't need to have an MBA. You need to have a knack for the sport, a drive for it, an understanding of what it really entails because it's not an easy job guys. Um, you know, this is a 24 seven job and it takes a long time to build, uh, I guess a a portfolio of clients that actually gets you, gets you to a place where you can move from Venice beach to Newport beach. Um, it it just, (laughs) it just takes, it just takes a long time. So if, if you have the gusto, you have the drive, you know, you have a desire to be around the sport and most importantly, you have an appreciation and a respect and admiration for the players that you actually get to work alongside and be a part of their journey. And I I really would emphasize that. That's the most important thing. I think a lot of guys get into the business that I'm in for the wrong reasons, but at the core, if you really do respect and appreciate your position in the lives um, as someone who gets to advise and guide players as they continue to progress in their careers, you know, you combine that with that hard work mentality and, and I think you'll do okay.
0: I love that. Jones, are you applying? Uh, no, but, <laughs> no. Uh, <Good>. uh, but, <laughs> but I know a lot of
3: people that ask questions about it. Obviously not everybody's gifted to play, but a lot of people are yeah. have the, the brain to be involved in the sport somehow, some way. So, you know, there's always different avenues to be a part of the game of baseball.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm messing Definitely. with you dude. But yeah, no, that's that's great. <laughs> it's it's something people hey, I I get the questions all the time for for the majority of the crowd that loves the game but has no freaking shot of making it, broadcasting teams, Agencies, you go down the line. They're like, "How do I get there?" So we'll clip mm-hmm. that off and send it. To- that makes my life easier for the people that call. You're send say, that
7: to full sale, or we get our <laughs> yeah. You're
1: send that
0: right over to full sale on the street. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, Scott,
7: I, Scott, I'm I'm just wondering at that angle how you have to flex that bicep for three straight hours. Oh I'm my about gosh,
0: that. it is
4: it is
7: exhausting. That's <laughs> oh, why I got man. the
4: baseball with me the no. whole time.
7: Oh. Poor AJ has to deal That's with that That's why I
4: got to wear long day. sleeves.
1: <laughs> I have to wear long sleeves every day because Scott's over here like Look at my bicep. <laughs> yeah,
7: Scott. Scott's a, he's a shameless promoter. He's just trying to get a muscle farm uh, sponsorship or something.
0: We have actually like a it's it's a Muscle Milk competitor. I won't say it until later this week. But yes, you know, okay. Milk delivery coming in hot. So okay, wait, there it I'm is. working hard for AJ. Yeah, we'll get him pumped up. This is only week three right? Uh, yes. Month three, AJ is going to oh, be jacked. I'm going to be having my shirt <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> like Kejada, ripping my shirt off, running around crazy. <laughs> Chris, this was awesome. Thank you. Um, we Thanks. appreciate it. Enjoy the WBC too with all your guys. Good luck to your group.
7: Thanks, guys. Yeah, I really appreciate you having me on and, and congratulations to you guys for taking this leap and, and starting this thing. I think it's it's really the format is something you know that's long overdue. The game needs more of this stuff. And I think, you know, based on that, what what I've seen in terms of player participation, the players love it. They want to be a part of it. They want to be more transparent. I think they know it's good for the fans and it's good for the game. So congrats to you guys. Keep up the great work. Thank you. That means
0: a lot. And TikTok thank loves you. it, which means that's the young crowd. Yeah, we want the young people. No, we've had like four or five viral clips already on TikTok. We're like a week and a half old. Three Emmer so. Scott's
1: biceps, but that's okay. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> Even Kenny <laughs> no. Rosenthal's
0: going viral. <laughs> but Chris, thank you. Thank you. We'll talk soon, all right? Thanks, guys. That no, it's, yeah, like, yeah, that was great.
1: It's always great to talk to agents and, and, and hear how like insider deals come together and like to hear how the, you know, the Rafi Devers. And then the best, the best part of that for me and Jonesy and, and Kratzy, we kind of hit on this with Freddie, the agent works for the player, right? So the, the player has, should have the power. Like I know some agents you talk to or players you talk to are like, well, my agent didn't want me to sign that deal. Well, wait a minute. If that's the deal you want, and that's the deal you feel most comfortable with. Like Devers said, I want to be in Boston. I don't need to break the bank. I mean, what do you say? He did million? okay. No, but I'm saying like, if, you know, he could have maybe held out and gone to free agency for $400 million to go to a place where he wasn't as comfortable. Like the agent works for the player. And to hear Chris say that was refreshing because, I, I mean, as players, you guys have heard guys say, well, my agent didn't want me to sign that deal. Well, mm-hmm. hold on a second here. Wait a minute. It's your, it's your career your contract.
0: 11 years,
3: 331 mil, by the way. I wanted to ask him about that is because – um Obviously, we all hear about these big deals, but we never hear about the guy that the deal was taken off the table. He took too long. Um, he waited, he bet on himself and didn't get the money. There's You always hear about the big the big ones that float on the bottom of the screen, but you never hear about the guys that, that they, they take it off the table. And that's why I say, and I remember when John Singleton was getting his five-year 10, and people were like, why are you signing that? Why are you signing that? That dude is from Compton. That's why he's signing it. There's nothing like... Jack Freddy 515. He's from Dominican Republic. Do you know that is like uh, 88 million dollars over, over in Dominican? Okay, he can live like a king over there and set his family up. And but again, here in America, some guys are like, well, you're messing, you're disturbing the market, you're disturbing the market. The market ain't gonna be for me when uh, when when it all said and done, and I ain't got no, nowhere to eat and I ain't got no food. So players, take care of your pocket. That's like uh, Marshawn Lynch said, your chickens.
0: <laughs> Especially for pitchers.
3: Unless you're too.
1: Wade Miley, take care of your cows.
0: Yeah, take care of your cows, <laughs> Wade. Oh, something's gonna happen at so the cra- Brewers
1: game. I gotta ask this because we're on this contract thing. When they come to you with these minor league deals, where you are like, "Hold on Mr. Agent. I don't know who your agent was, but no, no, I got. I'm choosing between the Yankees, the Brewers, the Royals, the all these teams. You're like, which one do I want to look? Am I gonna look best in pinstripes of the Yankees? You know.
2: Yeah, that definitely went into it. The uniform was for sure the reason <laughs> at that this, that this carcass. No, I mean it's
1: that's a different that's
2: a different side of it. I, I actually want to hit real quick on the whole Freddie P thing, and I, and obviously my Spanish isn't isn't great. But when he said about the company, wasn't really normally when you're trying to like translate to company, it's not like I think I think he was talking about the. The Players Association was mad at him. I wish we could have asked that of Chris, but because I know he was excited about the contract because of everything that he just said. Like, that's the same thing he would have said the day after he signed it is like, I, so I think there's some, like the Players Association, like like Jonesy said, you know, oh, well, the market, you know, you got to set the market and all that stuff. I think it's, I don't know. I I think there's, I think there's more that goes into that for different guys. But the whole minor league contract thing, yeah. I, I basically – I went into Google Maps and tried to figure out how far my house was from their AAA stadium and to see if I could make it home <laughs> on an off day or not.
1: See? Different different strokes for different folks. Yeah. I love it. I mean, like, only only one that I think people were even
3: mad at or that could be mad about when it comes to extensions was Longoria's. That's the only one I think. Yeah, but he because- signed that
1: – he signed that he before s- he even played in the big league. So how can you be oh, a Madden hundred million guy? dollars? Yeah, yeah, no, but he was. It, yeah, but, but they were kind of holding. Nine, it was like they were holding twenty or
3: something. Though. Seven or seven for twenty or something like that. Yeah. Before he got to the big, and it would escalators. And guys were like, "Well, you're just like the fifth overall pick, like last year. Wait yourself, but then obviously he worked himself into you know 150 extra. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> I never, I never will get mad at somebody for taking. you taking care of your family, man. I work with bat. Take care of your family. Yep. Don't call me. Yep. Okay, so I, I I know I know the
0: structure. No, you're right. And with Longo, I mean, the story was they were like, "Hey, if you take this, we'll call you up." Yeah. Which you're not supposed to do, but that was
1: part of the story. Well, Singleton. They were Singleton, like, "You I like you like they, bus, they, you like long bus rides." Didn't they do the same thing to Singleton? No, they yeah. didn't. No, they, they called him up. up. Yeah, yeah, no. they called him up after he signed. That's right? part of
0: the yeah. deal, which is bullshit. But you that's part this of the deal. deal,
1: we'll call you up, which yeah. is not cool either. But. Just call him up. You're good enough to call. Him. It's like the, the the three week thing at the beginning the of the year. Chris Bryant. Yeah, no, we're not going to call him for three weeks. Yeah. we do another
0: year. Right? That got a little bit tweaked, though, in a good way, yeah, because yeah. you get rewarded. And that happened last year, for example. You call a guy up from day one, and if he's top, what is it, two or three in rookie of the year, then you get a first round pick out of it. Huge. That's Finally. huge incentive. That's a good way to get front offices to stop being I lame agree. about that. So Scott I like Kingery.
2: It. I mean, we talk we talk about contracts like Scott Kingery's having a tough time staying in the big leagues. He signed one to to get called up. What about what about it's caviar? Matt. What about Matt Dominguez okay. from from the Astros? He got offered he got offered a nice contract, turned it down, went went the route that you know some people would say don't go.
0: Never Didn't made it work back out. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Jose Tabata, Pittsburgh Pirates. He got like thirty-five million bucks or something. Uh he was like a fourth outfielder if that eventually, mm-hmm. you know, lost it. So a lot anyway.
3: of Ros man. A lot yeah. of Roscompoyo. Yeah, a lot of a lot of get golden. Your fir- get your Rose first con one. Pollo.
1: Get your first one, Jonesy Kratzy. If you get, get your first it, one. get your first one, right? That's the, the yep. key. Because then you're set. And then the rest is gravy. Bet you're you. fortunate enough.
0: I agree. All right, so we have Roddy Telez from Team Mexico coming up. That's like our grand finale, which I'm really pumped Is about. Is he still
1: – I mean, he's got a – they were partying late in Arizona last That's
0: week. why we give him some time because it's – by the time we have him on, 1230, 1240, it's it's only 930 there, and I'm sure they were enjoying the win over Team USA. So let's just finish up on some uh, World Baseball Classic news. So we didn't get to the pool that had everyone 2-2. Two and two. That was Pool A. So, Cuba and Italy move on. But if you're Taiwan, for example, you don't make it because you allowed too many runs and you're going to have to re qualify for the tournament. And the broadcasters didn't even know what the tiebreaker Dude, was. was. The, the tournament didn't even know. That's the worst part. They waited. They couldn't even celebrate. They had to wait on the scoreboard. But the really smart people on Twitter already knew. They Italy were tweeting knew? about it. Oops. Italy knew. Italy knew. Mm -hmm. Others knew, too. This is the final standings in Pool A. Every team, and this is why five teams is dumb because you could have five teams at two and two. Just the way that they put this together tiebreaker-wise, and part of it, I think, um, at least some that are smart on Twitter that work in media, said, okay, they don't want the scores to be run up, so they're going to go by runs allowed versus runs scored as if that makes any difference. Like you're going to give an A-B away if you're a team, which clearly we didn't see that this morning with the game with uh, China getting walloped by yeah, 22 to uh, they were, they were Japan. not
1: running up the score. at so, all.
0: So so my point is it, it's a, it's not done well when you're getting to the nope. fine details of the game and that matters. Cause they're like, ah, whatever. I mean, what, what? are the chances we're going to have five teams go two and two? Oh shit.
1: And now we don't even know how to explain it. But, but the problem mm. I have is they knew like I, okay, so what so happened? I talked talk to the PR guy for Italy in the sixth inning. And I said, how do you guys advance if when you win? And he said, we have to win by four plus runs. So he knew in the sixth inning what they had to do, right? So thank you, Pat O'Connell. But how does the TV broadcast not explain it and say, because you could build so much drama. Every inning could be like, Italy was up, what, six to one, base loaded, no outs. They're like, man, we got to hold them to one run or less to try to get advanced. And not one time on the broadcast did they even bring it up. They said, Wait till afterwards before the final decision. Well, it's simple math. So how can whoever runs this MLB, WBC, whoever's running this, should be in the in the ear of the broadcaster saying, before the game, these are the scenarios. Yes. Boom, 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 boom. If this win- happens and then from the first inning on, you keep people's attention by saying, Italy wins by four, they get to go on. Oh well, no, they're only up three. They got to figure out a way to score in the eighth inning. Not running up the score, they got to hold them. So to me, that's the bigger thing is like, I don't care what the tiebreaker format is but at least have your broadcasters know so they can talk about it and tell me because I'm looking on Twitter going, how do they, how do they advance? Who's going to advance? What's happening? So it's bad on MLB or whoever runs the WBC. and I mean, it's not the announcer's fault because they weren't told, but that's just bad.
0: Maybe they were told. I have no idea. We can interview them. But I know, for example, um, there was one part or one tweet that said, so th- this gets complicated, but it's worth it. Okay, Kratzy, you're the math guy. I'm just making this up. But so Netherlands had tied it up at seven in the top of the ninth. Italy would have needed to score three more runs in the ninth with zero or one outs or four more with two outs. There could have been a crazy scenario where it's bases loaded bottom nine and Netherlands would intentionally walk the batter to let Italy win so that the number quotient played out. I mean, the fact that I have to also say all of that means we are getting way too deep for most fans to have to pay attention to where we could just do a run differential, but the fact that that could have been a scenario for someone like me who likes to throw money down on games, that would have been the game inside the game. Like, Can you imagine? Someone would have had to go up to them and say, hey, we're now in a scenario where we need to intentionally walk the run in and then we'll advance. Lose on purpose. Yes, lose on we're purpose. We're going to lose on purpose here. Which is also means that's a bad tiebreaker format.
2: How exciting is that, though? Isn't that, isn't that part of why you are gambling on the game like that that adrenaline of like holy cow what if they do this right here I mean it, it's not it's not the same you're talking about the Super Bowl and the round of the WBC but you're talking about like how do like how does a I forget what the guy's name was he slid he could have scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl but he slid to stop and not make it in so that his team wouldn't give the ball back to the Eagles to get another shot like Obviously, completely different scenarios, completely different stages. But if you're laying that stuff out, like AJ said, if you're laying it out like this is a 6-1, 4-1 game, if they give up one more run, because I've seen it in all these travel team tournaments, like it's like you give up one run, you're winning like 12 to nothing, and some kid makes an error, and you give up one run on Sunday, your team's now all of a sudden ranked out of the top three, you don't advance to the next, to the championship play, and you're playing like the, the mildew game, the, the dew game on the grass at 7.30 in the morning on field
0: three. That's terrible. <laughs> well, they need to clean it up. Uh, and also, I just, I don't like that, that format. It's too complicated. If fans can't understand it, if broadcasters can't understand or explain it, we probably need to make it simpler, which I think could have been done. Um, Lastly, shout out to Team Israel picking up a dub. Garrett Stubbs with what? What are we calling it? Ft. Uh, Ft. You, you said it in the group chat. Karma, baby. Karma. Ft. Karma. Garrett Stubbs had the big knock for Team Israel. They took down uh, Nicaragua, and they're one to know, But now they have. You weren't here. What did they call it? Kratsy. Murderers Row. I keep calling it something else. No, the pool of death. The pool, the pool of, death. of death. He's got Venezuela. Puerto Rico and Dominican Republic. I don't I'm mixing up the order, but those three for a three-day span um starting today, Monday, Tuesday, yeah, good Wednesday. Luck. Good luck. Hey, if they sneak one Stubbs out, one, you never know.
2: Stubsy wanted to come on. He wanted yeah. to come back on. He said, I won't say exactly what he said. He texted me this morning. He's like, FT's got blank barrels. So <laughs> if you want to <laughs> catch if you want to catch some barrels, you better come on FT Live. Tell The boys, what's going on in your life? We don't even need to talk baseball. But Stubbsy came on after a nice, nice uh team meeting the night before, came on FT Live, and then he comes out and bangs in two, two RBIs off of Loisiga, too. Loisiga just absolutely throwing 99 ched balls, and he went ground rule double.
0: Well, let's actually talk WBC baseball with one of the big men of the night, Rady Telez, joining us from Arizona. I cannot believe that he looks like this and he's awake because I have to hope that there was some celebrating going on after that huge win. Rowdy joining us as part of Team Mexico, and they, I mean, they clobbered Team USA. The score, 11-5, but it was not close. Rowdy, how you doing? How was your night?
8: Uh, it was, it was good. Um, I forgot I gave Kratzy my word to show up to this, so um, <laughs> no promises that I feel too good. But it was, a, I mean, that was a, a crazy experience, you know, getting to, to beat USA like that and uh, to be here in Arizona where just, there was a lot of support from the Mexican country and uh, it was a, it was a great environment to play and it was, it was something special.
1: So wait, so you found barrels last night, right, Rowdy? A couple hits. Few RBIs, right? So you found barrels. So that's good, good start for the foul territory stuff. But like you guys I found, they have today- I found
8: a lot of lizard skins too, though. So don't worry. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> hey, those that, count too. Not, those have some hits in them too. But <laughs> that's right. What, so
1: you guys have today, they have today off, Mexico? Yes. You guys have today off? Talk about perfect oh, yeah. timing, right? I mean, were you so, part yeah. of the crowd that was out to like three in the morning in downtown Phoenix after the game? You know, just Viva Mexico, the whole deal? Were you did, Or did you actually come home and be a good boy?
8: Well, that's up for debate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got family here. We were celebrating. I might not have been downtown, but we were celebrating. It okay, was, good. Well deserved. You can't you can't just sit at home and do and do nothing after that. No.
3: Hey Rowdy, what's up, baby? Uh, atmosphere. I played in that game, Mexico, United States, 2013. Ten years later, it seemed like it was the same exact atmosphere. I Manette's going deep, the first inning, getting it going. So, I mean, I know before the, before first pitch, I know the Mexican fans were already rowdy, Uh, but after that, after that home run, how did that just like, just, I mean, just open up the floodgates for, I mean, a nonstop fiesta. I've been, I grew up around Mexicans. I know how they party and I know how they turn up for sports. So how was that? You know, being on the field for that.
8: Yeah. You down there in San Diego, you grew up in in Northern Mexico. Uh, Damn right. (laughs) But, um, oh, it was crazy, man. We walked out, um, you know, you put the, the red Jersey on, uh, and we walked out and they were going wild. They were going crazy. I mean, I was mic'd up. I don't know why they gave the only gringo the mic, but I was mic'd up for the game. And, um, it was, it was crazy. I mean, it, it was like a home game for us, um, packed house environment. And then Joey, like you said, started off, then he hits another one. And we go crazy, the bat flip. And then we just kind of started pouring it on and, um, you know, like I, I from what I remember, Mexico has always uh, kind of had USA's number in the WBC. So it was just one of those things where we had a little chip on our shoulder and we wanted to go out and play.
2: What did you guys talk about before the game? Like, what what is, what is what is what is everyone? You know, you guys came off that tough loss to Colombia. What did you guys talk about? Who's the guy that steps up? Take us into that locker room, and like, how how are these guys feeling? Is it the coaches? Is it the players? Is it your Corny Carhartt hat that you took all the way to Arizona. I'm not sure what that's about, but go cold ahead. Here,
8: what are you talking about? Um, first know off, cold. I mean we had a. It was crazy. It was it was fun. Uh, great clubhouse speech. I sat there, nodded along, didn't know a single word they said, and <laughs> we went out and had the time of our lives.
1: So wait, wait. So the the meeting was in Spanish.
8: Yeah, I told him, and our post game was in Spanish. I like. Uh, I told him, he looked at me, he was like, I'll, I'll do it for English after. There's a couple of us that only speak English, and I was like, no, dude, in Spanish. And he went nice. through the whole thing, <laughs> they hyped it up. All I knew was, like, there was a couple words in there, like tequila and, and fiesta, and I was like, dude, we're going to drink and party. This is going to be sick. All right. <laughs> I'm in on this.
0: I love it. That's good. Hey, how was uh, Joey Manessis with the bat toss? Did that almost, like, land on your helmet and because you were up next i mean you got to watch the manessa show closely and he's pretty reserved from what i've seen i mean he was in the minor leagues for for forever and then last september he had a huge little finish for the washington nationals but he he was pretty quiet he's he's gotten a little louder since then
8: yeah he he's a really nice dude he talks um but he is quiet the bat flip took a funky hop off the turf but i didn't care i was that was such a an electric moment to be a part of i mean i've only played in one playoff series in my career and that by far kind of blew it out of the water um watching him do what he did he really put us on the map and really just kept us going and just really set the tone and we went out and then we just started banging away everybody from top to bottom um great defense great pitching you know sandoval came out and and started a, a great game and and really shut it down and then we just we played from there we just had fun you know it's a uh, It was for us. It was for Mexico. It was for um, a country that's just very prideful for their sports, very prideful for their people. So it was a really special moment to be a part of.
2: Hey, the reason you didn't hit a home run last night is because that sombrero isn't going to fit on your head.
8: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just because you went to college, you think you're smart shit fucker doesn't mean you can talk about my fat ass head because that shit that you got is huge. (laughs)
2: you know you know know, hey it takes one to know one the
8: difference i've never seen a guy not be able to wear a mask because that shit doesn't stretch far enough so hey you want to keep talking let it go i'll come out
2: (laughs) hey they used to hey when i used to go for pop-ups i'd throw my helmet and my mask off and the helmet if i didn't find it in time some kids would be coming by throwing trash in it it's so big it's like a trash can you know how it is sitting on deck with your big helmet Hey, where, who came up with the sombrero celebration, though? Seriously.
8: um, We have a clubby. His name's flaco I don't know his real name. Don't know what he does outside of being <laughs> the clubby. But I think he was, he was like, Vicente Padilla's um, assistant and, like, a couple other Mexican guys' assistants when they played. But he came in with, like, these five sombreros. And I was like, dang, these are cool. And he came up to me and he, like, handed it to me. And I put it on. And he looked at me and he goes... Walked away. And I said, all right, dude, this is going to be sick. This doesn't fit, but we'll get it going.
2: So he gave you one?
8: Well, we were trying them on. So I wanted to try one on. And he, like, gave it to me. And I put it on. And it, like, sits, like, you know them little, like, look like Speedy Gonzales, that little T-ass hat on his head. And it just, he was like, yeah, you're good. Give me the thumbs up. That was, like, our universal, like, good shit and move forward.
0: <laughs> hey, Rowdy, was there any shit talking going on with Mexico and uh, Team USA. I mean, the starting lineup's like pretty good at baseball for Team USA, and we did catch one moment where uh, a Rosarena goes up to Will Smith like, "Yo, what up, dude?" And like, kind of like like this, right? It's like this, right? Like nah. he's like, "What up? What up?" And a Rosarena's having like the time of his life, and he's he's on fire. He's just like, "What up? What up?" And and Will Smith's like, "Nah, fuck that, dude. We're gonna kick your ass." But they didn't. But any any shit talking. I mean, whether it was fun or. Or like real shit talking going on. How was it facing a team of like pretty good players?
8: Um, i mean, That's an, an all star team. That's those guys are all in the all star game. Those guys are there every year. Um, they're the best players in the game. But um, yeah, I don't I don't know what that was about. I really kind of want to give Will the benefit, but I also know he's really quiet and kind of reserved. Because like when I walk up to the plate, I always say hello, and he just kind of looks at me and says hi and moves forward. You know, he's not a he doesn't talk like Kratz. I never played against AJ so. But I heard AJ was like a, a shit talker, Ooh. which surprised me. <laughs> Boy, ask
1: Adam, ask ask Jonesy, ask Jonesy, um, yeah. asshole. <laughs> is he good? Good. Hey, listen, if Brandon yeah, and Rosarena walked up to me before that game, I would have done the exact same thing. Really? Dude, screw yeah. you, bro. We're, we're, we ain't here to be friends. I'm yeah, here to get an the autograph in
8: spring training one year when he was with the Giants. <laughs> I was like a little kid, and he said no. He walked by me,
1: and I said, "That's oh, not true. I that is, is not true. That's a damn lie. That's a damn lie."
8: And I was That's like, a dude, "Damn lie."
1: That's uh, a damn lot, no, Rowdy. Now see was, now you now you're there, just gonna make me mad. So don't make me go there Will Smith no on you. Hey, don't make me the other go Will the other Will Smith on you.
8: Yeah. Oh man. Hey, they that was a, a year removed couple of, like last night. Poor yeah, guy. Exactly. Uh, but no, there wasn't there wasn't really any shit talking. I mean we were we kind of just had it in our heads that we were gonna go out and play. You know, we had a tough loss to Columbia, tough breaks. Um but we just went out and played and we knew that we're a good team. We're super young. It's bad. Kratz, you know how I am. It's bad if, if I'm a vet on a team. It's not good. There's no way. You don't you don't want me being that guy. And so it's it's pretty cool to be um, with a group of guys that really don't care about anything but just winning a game. Um, you know, there's nothing to it. They're just representing the country. And we went out there, and we had Mexico on the front, and we beat the bricks off USA, and that was pretty cool. Yeah. That,
2: that is pretty cool. That. That's, that's something you'll remember. Something else you'll remember is uh, your boy Danny Jansen – you know, getting him and Alexis married. How how is how is that like? Were you more nervous for your game yesterday in Northern Mexico, or were you more nervous for the fact the first day that DJ is going to ask you to babysit their son?
8: Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't think anybody's going to let me babysit their kid.
2: <laughs>
8: I'm going to be honest.
2: You're just the fun uncle. Is that what you are? You're just the fun. Yeah, uncle? I'm
8: like. I'm like a Funkle, like the fat uncle, not fun, fat uncle. So, like, dude, I'm like the type of dude that like gets a pair of shoes and like doesn't tie the laces because I just, I just can slide them on. That's just me. So I'm, I don't think anybody wants me trying to change diapers. And I see, I don't even know what I'm doing out here. But, yeah, but no, you know married that, I did. Did you see my outfit? I had some floods on it, dude. The tailor messed up my shit. I was mad, but I look good <laughs> from like the ankles up. Uh, you
2: need to, you need to send you need to send a picture so that we can put it on next time you're on because you're a recurring guest and you're maybe gonna make it on time most of the time but you need to send a picture <laughs> so we can put that picture up of the short
8: of the short pants that you had. Oh dude, they were they were like floods and then I because we were in Florida so I went like no socks and no shoes I was like trying to be like a Floridian it was hot as hell I was sweating and then I was nervous trying to read. And after I got through fucking up the first time, I was like, all right, I'm good. Like, I am I got this one. That was J- – Jonesy stayed at their house when he was an A-ball.
3: Yep. I was going to ask you, did you know that story? Yeah, I did. Ever, I was I in that ever, game.
8: I, heard... I was in that game where you punched him in the chest. Damn right. Yeah,
1: I <laughs> oh, wait, was like, dude. Oh, fastball.
3: Yeah. We played gotta against –
1: We're going to need some storytelling. Yeah, time. so
3: – so, Danny J, I get drafted by the Mariners. I go to Appleton, Wisconsin. If you know where that's at, you're yep. a minor leaguer. Um, and the White capital over the world, low, low and behold, Pretty much, you say, "Don't be crabby." What the hell is crabby? Yeah. But great, great people. <laughs> um, but no, he's so uh, he's nine years old. Nine year old kids comes in my room every night, like, "Hey, Adam, 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 what's up? How was the game? It was a good game, Adam. How you doing?" Just bothering the hell out of me. Uh, his brother, me and him, still talk. Uh, he was 16 at the time. I took his room. And then, just fast forward years later, um, he gets drafted. And I keep I kept in contact with his older brother. He gets drafted, um, and he ends up getting called up. And I paid attention to his whole career in the minor leagues. And then he the, he gets called and comes to Baltimore. And I'm I just wanted to repay his parents, so I call his parents and I was like, I want you guys to come stay at my house do the, for the series. And I, and I told him I was like, after the game. I was like, you have to come. He's like you're coming with me and the veteran. Uh, and me just forced it on him. You, when you're a rookie, you ain't got no choice. And uh, he came to my house and seen his parents and was just like so shocked. And I just wanted to re- just basically repay it and relive it, you know, as, uh, as just a tribute. And it's just, it just a good story, you know, that he was paying attention to me and other players, not just myself, but uh, his parents always had players throughout uh, his childhood. So, you know, it just uh, just shows, he comes from a really, really good baseball baseball family.
8: Yeah, he's he's an awesome dude. The whole family is, is great people. Um, they they take care of, of everybody. I mean, um, you know, every year uh, me and Jana would play together. His parents would come out and visit, um, take me out to eat, hang out. It was like, you mm-hmm. know, they're family to me. So um, when I was asked, when they asked me to do their wedding, um, you know, I got a little emotional. You know, we're super close, drafted together, went through instructs, extended spring training, uh, you know grinding together so it was it was really special to be a part of that but not just for him and Alexis but for his whole family you know they're like my second family and it's they're just great people all together just great people
1: hey rowdy so you were drafted you said you're a giants fan 30th round draft pick out of high school yeah 30th round how the hell did you last till the 30th round you were all American you're all this all that coming out of high school so how the hell did you last till the 30th round and then you get you signed for like A million dollars, or close to eight hundred thousand, I think, out of high school. So, like, did you just tell teams I take this number, and then they picked, and then the you were picked, or was there a reason why? Because how could someone that can hit like you last the thirtieth round?
8: I mean, I don't know. Everybody thought I wanted to go to school. I wanted no part of college. Absolutely zero (laughs) part. (laughs) Guys, you know, you had to do like the false shit where you're just like. I was like, how much do you want to take? You want to go to school? I'm like, yeah, I love college. I want to be a, just follow the rules and wear stupid pants and, and look bad. I was like, that's what I want to do. Want so you wanted to be keep craps. A metal
1: you wanted to be craps? Is that what you wanted to be?
8: Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I want to be <laughs> such a rule follower and just a, a douche. And so I moved forward and I was like, hey, man, like, let me just keep going. And um, But yeah, I. The first day went by, I was supposed to be taken. We had a bunch of like calls, like second round, supplemental round. Um, you know, like I think the best call was like back into the first and they threw out a number and I was like, if you draft me, like, we'll see. Like, I, it's not a bad number. Obviously, I wasn't going to turn down, you know, when you got one point something like I'm not going to turn it down. Um, I just wanted to play, but everybody kind of thought I wanted to go to college. So slipped to the 30th round and, uh, Actually, the my travel ball coach was the guy that drafted me. Took me in the 30th round and just told the Blue Jays, if you pay him, he'll show up and play. So, um, you know, I did the whole thing, waited till the deadline and uh, signed and went out to pro ball. And our first rounder didn't sign that year, so he had a little money left over.
2: Uh, that's why we're having you on the show right now, because I was drafted higher than you. 29th round, kid. Wear it.
8: Yeah, but you're, you're like... You're decent at baseball, so it wasn't a surprise.
2: Yeah, 29th round by the Blue Jays, though. Coming up through the same system, you are an absolute stud. How do you continue what you did last year with the Brewers and push it forward
8: through the rest of the season? Um, I mean, there's a little fuel to the fire. There was. AJ came into the Giants clubhouse right before the All-Star break and said, hey, guys, if you need a first baseman, I can still play. And I was sitting there staring right at him about to be like, yo, fucker. I'm like, (laughs) I can hear you. (laughs) You should have said something to me. We would have chatted. I did under my breath because you were talking to Colton and they were talking shit about like how young guys talk shit. And I was like, dude, I was like, wait, I was talking talking to who? You're talking to Colton and Jace. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: Jace is great. Colton, I mean, teammates of mine, you know, so.
8: Colton was like, Hey, if you wanted a bad veteran, that would have been wearing you out. And I was like, Listen here, I'll take any veteran to wear me out. I said, I can talk shit. I can handle being talked shit to. You. I can handle being made fun of. You know, if I'm going to talk to the veterans and I'm, I'm going to wear them out and I'm going to say what I want to say, I got to be able to handle it. I like so it. So I was like, So if, if I said something and, and, you know, if the Jonesy was going to freeze my shit or make me change in center field, move my car, lock it, like I had to deal with it, but I wasn't going to stop me. I was going to still do it. Cause then, then it was like, it was fun. You know, like I liked it. I liked it. It felt comfortable. It felt being like you're part of the team, but you know, like I know, I know when I cross a line and when I don't or like when not to, and when those times happen, you know, you just, you take your lumps. There's sometimes where I did cross the line. I took my lumps and I had to sit there and I had to be embarrassed. I had to shut up. I couldn't say nothing. I couldn't do anything back. And you know, that's where you learn, but I just, I think it's fun. I, I really do. I think it keeps a clubhouse loose when you got somebody that's, you know, able to just mess with everybody, friends with everybody. Um, but yeah, man, there's, it's not, you know, we're brothers. It's like fighting with your brothers. It's like messing with your brothers every day until the days of, you know, till the end of the season and you don't have to see them again. You're like, thank God I don't got to deal with these dudes.
1: <laughs> so wait, I'm glad I hit 33 homers last year.
0: Yeah. How
8: many I think
1: homers you, got you hit the last year, Rowdy? Yeah,
0: 35.
8: 35.
1: 35. So how many of those were after I talked shit to you? <laughs>
8: the other half i think i had right. like 17 when you came in then i think i had 18 after that. all
1: right so i get a cut when you go when you when you go to uh arbitration i want a little yeah, cut right. i want a little cut i think you
8: 18. got you got more money than than me so i think i deserve a cut they're making you feel better
0: (laughs) (laughs) i love it i love it hey let's bring in to to finish off here for the first time making their debut bat boys baseball and and i think they're at the wbc at the moment bat boys what's going on and uh, say hello to ratty telez as well great to have you guys joining us throughout the season what's up can you hear us
4: yeah we can hear you all right can you hear us
0: yeah, we got you good. You take over for these last couple minutes with Rowdy Telez. Introduce oh, yourself dude, to the world here, yeah, too. I've seen that dude before.
4: Yeah, we're just down here at the field at Chase Field. <laughs> not the
8: one holding <laughs> the phone. The MVP. other one's Jack.
4: Saw Rowdy signing a ton of graphs yesterday, taking care of the fans. Good stuff. Baby, Rowdy. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're just happy to be out here. It's incredible.
0: Uh, Rowdy, tell them again. I don't think they heard you.
8: Oh, yeah. Wow. The one dude that's jacked back there, the one that's not holding the phone, I've seen him before.
4: He's seen you before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Appreciate the support.
8: <laughs> yeah, he's got the big forearms. I don't know what you, the other guy, the other one. <laughs> there
0: it Teenager is. Teenager with
3: big forearms.
0: He's He's got the size medium. Like <laughs> that. That's not a good look. Jonesy, come on. <laughs> he's a big and tissue
8: guy. Come on, dude. Be cool.
0: <laughs> hey, Eric and Liam, get after it. I know you guys can't hear us that well because you're partying on the field, but... Uh, get a few of your questions in there for Addy.
4: Yeah. So, first thing we had, I mean, foul territory, this is a super cool thing that they've started up here. Just your thoughts on having an open forum to talk about the league. This is something baseball hasn't really had around, but a lot of other leagues have. How are you enjoying it?
8: No, so It's cool. You know, um, you know, I, to, I got to play against Kratz um, for a while, played against Jonesy, um, you know, grew up watching AJ because he's just, you know, been around the game for a long time. Um, but it's really cool to be out here and be able to talk about, you know, things we do, the little things, and not always just talk about baseball, but just to have have a good time and go back and forth and don't always have to be so uh, correct with your words you can say what you want. So this is a
4: fun environment to be in. Sweet. And then another one we had is obviously they're going to be bringing on guests all season long. Who are you most excited to see on the show next that's in the league right now?
8: It's in the league? Yeah, um, I don't know, dude. I talk shit to everybody, so I don't know if anybody's gonna be excited to see me. But <laughs> I'm excited. I want to. You know who him. I want to see? I want to get. With, I want to talk to Harper more. I like talking to him on first base. Sometimes I call him Bruce just to let him know he's like that big of a deal, even though he's <laughs> one of the one of the best players in baseball. But um, there's some good there's some good minds I want to get into and see see where they're at.
1: Rowdy, you and I would have got along really well, by the way. (laughs) You and I would have got along really well. I just
8: like—I like to push. I like to push buttons. It's the best.
1: You and I would have got along really well. Hey, Hey, Jones's. Did Rowdy sign an autograph for y'all last night? Because you guys were at the game, right? Did he sign one for you guys? He did not did not sign up for us'
4: we're actually we're not supposed to ask for autographs with our credentials but that was gonna be my last question it's one of our favorites to ask guys but saw you signing a ton yesterday what's like the craziest item you ever signed was there anything weird yesterday
8: yeah I, I'm with team Mexico so I don't sign for gringos right now but uh, the, <laughs> I'm trying to think the ones that the ones that bother me are like not bother me, but when like kids hand me their phone cases and they're like, you sign their phone, you know their parents paid $40 for it.
6: <laughs> and then they get yeah. some
8: like, there's some fat bald first baseman that wants to that they sign and they're like, dad's like, you could have got anybody better than that <laughs> guy. Anybody, but you wanted that one, just ruined it. Terrible investment. It's like your ROI on that is not good. But I think I've signed a couple of like people I'm not cool enough to get it tattooed on them, but I'm worth maybe like the rest of the game and then wash it off at home type of guy. <laughs> that
4: Signature. That is good. Too is uh, an interesting trend going around.
0: I don't think we caught you there. Hey, Ratty, we'll let you go, dude. You 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 crushed it. We'll we'll keep the bat boys for one more sec, but thank you. All keep right, uh, kicking ass out there. All right. Oh,
8: thanks for having me. Everybody was great except Eric. Don't be texting me no bullshit anymore either.
0: No, man. <laughs> I hey, hold side, you. on. I got I
8: do got a good story on Jonesy. Jonesy came into uh Jonesy and Q uh, Quentin Berry are super are super tight. Quentin Barry says they're tight. He thinks he's tight with everybody. He's dude. <laughs> something wrong with that guy. He's like if you're from San Diego, he thinks you're tight with him. But <laughs> I think, Jonesy, did you come in with BAT last year? Yeah, yeah. Then we were talking about, you know, you know the BAT the bat, uh, meetings. Jonesy comes in talking about, like, you know, any money that can help, anything you do will help. And he goes, you know, some people are struggling. He goes, not me, not me. I'm rich as hell. But, but, you know, people are struggling out there. And I was like, damn, dude, that was like that subtle. I, I was good for a long time type of comment you know go check the tape baseball reference we've got some good numbers up there there's some like bold numbers up there a couple of gold glove numbers you know
3: but i was like dude i like this guy i wish i could have played with him that was a fun one to play with that slipped out Yeah, that, that, that slipped out but thank
8: y'all for having me i really
0: appreciate it it was awesome i can't wait to be on here more yeah, it's be same some fun stuff. Absolutely, Raddy. It's gonna be a fun year with you. Thank you. And go kick some ass. Go go take thank this you, team. Thank uh, you. Viva La Mexico. Mommy yeah. no way. Let's go, baby. All right, bat boys. You guys got another couple minutes with us. Give us the word from the ballpark right now. And how was your night?
4: Last night was really cool. Last night, we uh we got to Phoenix. We were in Miami for a couple of games the day before, but I mean, the atmosphere atmosphere here yesterday was incredible. Just got done watching a Great Britain take batting practice. Um, yeah, Liam, you got anything to add? About yeah. what, last night? Just the experience so far, what it's like down here on the field. It's incredible. We went like 36 hours without sleeping after flying to
0: Arizona last night from Miami, but it doesn't... It didn't even feel like it because the adrenaline
4: rush in here is, is so sick.
0: Did you guys party with Team Mexico? Is that why you
4: haven't slept? So we haven't slept because we went to the – we went to – what was it? DR Venezuela on uh, Saturday night. And then as soon as the game ended, we went and returned our rental car and then just sat in the airport for like five hours from – 12 to 5 a.m. stayed in the airport and then got on our 7 a.m. flight here to Arizona. And then Sunday, we were yesterday, we were at the games and stuff. So last night was our first sleep in about 40 some odd hours.
3: That's that budget traveling right there. My wife, would, we did that one time and she almost killed me. First stand, we stand there. She's like, "Let's get a room." I was like, "It's only five hours." She's like, "No, let's get a room." Like, she just looked at me the whole time. I'm just just just, just so mad. <laughs> I feel your pain.
1: Hey, so you guys—you guys said you're at Great Britain, right? Great Britain just took batting practice. Yeah, they just came off the field. And you—did <laughs> uh, you, fu- you guys design—did you guys design their uniforms? Because they're absolutely terrible. <laughs> like, I mean, were you guys like in graphics design school in high school? or like Great Britain, just across the chest? Like, no color. Like, just Great Britain.
4: It's funny, because when we were walking in, Liam pointed out in the team store, they had all these WBC jerseys, and there's, like, an alternative Great Britain jersey in there that is not the one that they're wearing on the field. I, their red ones are okay. Yeah, their red ones like, are okay. But, yeah, ev- everyone, everyone's kind of aware of the fact that they do not have the, the nicest jerseys. <laughs> <We> Talk to <laughs> a couple of guys about it. <laughs>
0: Can you take a picture of the alternate jersey? And I, I guarantee you that goes viral if you put that up, because everyone thinks that they've got that basic, like, time's new Roman <laughs> <laughs> bullshit on their shirt send us the other one at some point too because everyone thinks that like I, I mean the best interview this week is if we can find the designer of that <laughs> Oh,
1: the nike guy the nike guy jonesy we're nike people but who was the nike person who was like great print no color, no flag nothing just great great and, and the letters look kind of wonky because the buttons get messed up so the letters kind of get off center, too.
3: That's a bad uni.
0: Oh, it's bad. Hey, guys, enjoy things out there. We're excited to have you on throughout the season, too. As you can tell, Ratty Telez loves talking shit. So we'll have you guys on, too, when you've got good Wi-Fi connection and all that. But uh, have fun. Get some rest, but not really. Enjoy WBC. We'll talk to you, I think, next week.
4: Yeah, thanks so much. Can't wait to join next time. Hopefully we're doing it from a computer, not a tiny little phone screen here. Better connect.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's a guarantee. Yeah, we'll set you up good next time. Thank you guys. It's uh Liam and Eric, but that was fun. Um yeah, that was uh it was not easy with the BP and the music going on. Do they look shit. like they
1: hadn't slept because their hair looked like they hadn't well, slept? Well, that's in a that's long the time.
0: that's the look. Yeah, I guess. That's the look. Not for you though. What me? Well, I put it together the a ears little. Is Sometimes I don't. You, see, you hmm. saw me on the weekend. True. Yeah. Whew, lots a lot to digest there. Also, I mean, you
1: want you want a good interview. Rowdy Telez. Dude, i just listened to Rowdy talk junk to Kratz all day long and just sit here and admire it. <laughs> you know what? I'll say
0: this, Kratzy. And I, I'm I'm glad. Like Rowdy Telez is, is gonna be one of the stars of, of FT, clearly. Um Kratzy. So I've interviewed him. Like I had him on um when I hosted MLB Now on MLB Network at one point, he came in as a as a guest uh, analyst. I've, we've had him mic'd up for games and he's good. He's funny, but, and everyone always says like, yo, Rowdy is, is one of the guys in the league. Like he's, he's hilarious. He talks shit, all this stuff. And I will say this is the first time I actually really understand it. Cause like you, you need Rowdy unfiltered. Otherwise you're not really, you're getting like a very PG version of Rowdy, which is no fun.
2: It's, it is no fun. And he's, I mean, he is. I I enjoy being around him so much. Like, I'll even just I was texting him the other day and it's the same thing. Like exactly what he was saying today on air. He was saying, you know, he's texting me just as one of the one of the guys and we never even played together. It was just it's just through acquaintances that I got to know this guy. But it really is. I think I think he shines a light on somebody that could really benefit from, you know, not just being so filtered, not being so Like he had a career year last year in Milwaukee. And I follow Milwaukee a lot, but I don't know that many people, you know, really knew that that was a career year for him. And I think he's primed to have an even better year because of how they're going to use him in the lineup.
0: Yeah. He had a great year. I mean, he had career high 35 homers, 89 RBIs, and half of those were because you pissed him off. Oh, good. All right, so you don't have to see us because we're at the last minute anyway. So let's do this. We, we're at Slap Hands to finish up. Can we show the uh, worst video from the weekend? The One of the worst calls of all time? And what's the conference? Southland Conference? Did I yeah. get that right? Yeah. Yep. I don't know if we're going to be able to see it, so Kratzi might have to do the play-by-play if we can show it. Oh, no, I think we see. Um, the umpire got suspended because... He did not one, but two of the worst strike calls I don't want I've ever seen. I would say. No, we're back. Right? Yeah. Here we are. Um, two of the worst strike calls to end the game.
1: And good on the catcher when we show this to grab the hitter from yeah. letting the hitter do something crazy. But yeah, yeah, This is probably the worst one of the worst calls I've ever seen in my life. But I'll, i Hopefully, we can show this video here,
0: Jonesy. Your thoughts? You saw the video? And yeah. I mean,
3: the the first one. I mean. It, that's, it's, that's down. Obviously, it's down. The hitter, the, that reaction was, was a bit absurd. It's the ninth inning. I understand it. First inning that we're getting, I, I get it. Ninth inning, a lot riding on it. The next call was just was just uh, 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 egregious. I'm going use the Stephen A. Smith word. Egregious. Uh, uh, come on. You can't hold a grudge. It's you're an umpire. Your job is there to do the game. Don't, don't matter the grudge. And that was no. atrocious. Again, like you said, AJ, for the catcher to come out there, in a moment like that, a lot of bad things could happen, see, and a lot of bad things could happen for this kid's future. So I, I commend that catcher, and the coaches went over there and, and did what they had. I'm sure they had their piece, but I commend that catcher for for jumping there immediately because this could have that could have turned many different ways. But by, by the way,
1: the only ball I've ever seen close to called like that is see Joe to end a game. See Joe Nathan's 300 save. By the way, I've seen that. Yeah, great frame, Back to by a slider. The, great frame by the catcher. Oh yeah, you were a- you were definitely a big framer. You, you know, <laughs> your numbers your numbers went up on that one. You broke
2: Woo! you broke the system.
1: That's right. Yeah, well that was back when they had so listen, it was back when they had Quest Tech, right? So before the whole whatever it is, the automated. So <clears throat> excuse me, Marty Foster, I think was the home plate umpire. He came up to you the next day and goes, On Quest Tech, that was a strike, so I don't know what they're arguing about. And that's the thing. Like they go to these automatic umpires, big curveballs. That was what it was. It was a big curveball. So if it clips the front of the knee, but it's coming straight down and lands on the plate, Ha-ha! And you're like, wait a second. But yeah, that's you know. So good call, Marty Foster. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Helping out your boy. Um, while we have a moment, we'll, if if the video's running, just run it right in front of our face. So we'll just get a couple other things out of the way here. Up oh, there it is. All right, so there's strike two. That ball bounced. Do you that's think what the umpire got mad? About that's when what he I was going to say. Point. He's pointing yeah. to the ground. And you think he got pissed off? Not that it should matter. That that is like I don't want to ump anymore. That's <laughs> what he said. I'm done umpiring. I don't want to hear shit from college players. That's how I'm going out. Like I don't know how you can ever let a guy. Well, maybe that's a little much. That, but that's a solid suspension, and they should do that in in any league. Yeah,
1: that, that call just that was personal. Yeah. like that got personal. That's, personal. And that's the problem. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. They don't make bad yeah, calls, but personal.
1: personal ones. No, never get personal.
0: I agree. So that was that was shit. Let's do Kratz hats. Two more things to do here, and then we'll get out of here. Um, Kratz, what's your hat like today? Tell the world. I actually, I actually wore it for, uh, and I didn't get
2: to it, so I guess next time I'll have to pull out another one. We got the Scranton Rail Riders. Scrantz, Scrantonia, whatever you want to <laughs> call it. Scranton Wilkes-Barre Rail Riders. I wore it because I was, it wasn't the first one out, but I was looking for it because Oh, uh, Rowdy's girlfriend is from Scranton. So want to make sure, get a little shout out to my guy, Rowdy. He's probably back in bed. He's not watching anymore.
0: But. <laughs> Thunder Mifflin's finest right there. And apparently we have uh, team Italy minor leaguer. Am I getting the name here? Joe Lasora um, is in the race system, has some words.
1: Here's a one, two to Bernardino.
0: that's awesome I I, for the podcast group uh, listening on Apple and Spotify um, I encourage you to check out Joe Lasora's celebration after the sixth inning
1: yeah which was amazing but it it was like the Cajada for Venezuela but except kept his shirt on Mm -hmm. but again it goes back to yes it matters but remember we talked about the run differential that was bases loaded no wow so they knew they had to win by four he gets out of that still six to one and then he just we just have a saying, he threw the confetti. He threw the confetti through a parade. He did the whole deal. I mean, that was, that was, it's awesome. Like, we need more of that.
3: Yeah, you do. There you got the Ric Flair woo going on big time right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big time. But that's passion. That's what you want to see. That's what the WBC, I believe, brings is, is that emotion out of you. Again, are you, you're not going to see that in Major League Baseball until you get to the playoffs. We get that. But, If you had a little bit more of that, you want to talk about everybody's talking about preaching to the the young kids. These young kids want to, they like when somebody dunks and scores a touchdown and they start to dance. They like that. In baseball, you hit hit home run, they like the bat flips, not just hit on, and again, Aaron Judge is a fantastic player. But he's Tim Duncan of baseball. He hits home run and just, that's Tim Duncan. You know what I mean? And it's fantastic, as fantastic as it is, fans do like the Acuna's. They like the Tatis Juniors. They like. They love it. They
0: love that flag and that's sw- that swag and that flair. Because look at the job that you have, Jonesy. Like it, we we're watching from the other side. I'm the fan perspective here. I want to see that you're having the time of your freaking life. You know, I don't mm-hmm. need you to be all business all the time. Sometimes, sure, you're getting smacked in a regular season game in the middle of the year, you want to just circle the bases like nothing happened, cool. But, like, when you hit a big one, you better freaking flip your bat so high in the air like Joey Manessis did, you know, because you live your whole life for this. On this stage, yes. And, I mean, if it's, again, May 25th and he does
3: this, it's going to get 98 in the air hole. But (laughs) in in, in this stage, I mean, AJ, you're the perfect one. If he does this in the middle of the season, you're going to be right in his face. But during this stage, during this situation – yeah, you got to let it
1: ride. Okay. I, so, Jonesy, I used to always say, you hit a walk-off homer, you hit a big home run, do whatever you want. I don't care. If I, if my guy strikes you out, guess what? He's going to be pumping his fist, and I expect him to. But, like, yeah, now if it's April 25th and you hit a home run and you're up 10 and you do that, we're probably going to have a word or two. But if you do it in a big situation, have the time of your life because you never know when you're going to get to do it again. So go have fun. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Tim Anderson talking to Dero Mark Derosa, who called him out years back for for be, doing doing too much with the bat flips, which I think he's taken back since then. And then he goes to him before they start the WBC to Tim. He's like, T.A., you're gonna bat flip?" He's like, "Hell yeah, I am. like that's that's good <laughs> shit. You can evolve, yeah. you can learn. You know, yes, I you like can. that too. Let other people realize." And Dero's and got a kid. He knows, like his kid Brooks. He loves seeing that stuff. Um, All right, let's finish with military base of the day, McDill Air Force Base in South Tampa, close to where we are. Um, Home to the headquarters for two of the U.S. military's Unified Combatant Commands, United States Central Command and U.S. Special Ops Command. We salute you. We appreciate you. I think we went um, a record two hours, 11 minutes, worth every freaking penny. Thank you to everyone that joined us. Rowdy Tellez you stole the freaking show. And uh, Kratzy and AJ, you're betting with me tonight. I'm three for four. I got to stay hot. You're, yeah. you're telling my picks, okay? I got it, it? I it?
1: As long as it's your money.
0: Fine. It's my money because I just won like 600 bucks this weekend. So I'll Gosh. give you each 50 and we'll bet tonight. I'll take the this over in the awesome. Great Britain game. The over in there, exactly. I don't know who they're playing, but I'll take the over. <laughs> Perfect. That's what we're doing. <laughs> FT Live every single weekday. Jonesy, have fun in Barca. Have a time. We'll what is it? 7 p.m.? Six. Six? Happy hour. See you Tuesday. Yes, sir. All right.